Culture Podcast with Alaska, Curly Castro, and Zilla Rock. Okay, here we are (laughs) at another super uber excellent episode of Call Out Culture. Brought to you by Noah's Arcade. (laughs) I'm here after I took my 80-minute Casey Kasem seminar, Mm. went to the max, where Slater beat uh, <laughs> the Max, Maxes. Slater beat Zach once again. No, what was uh, it was um, Maxes, Maxes and. But you know Peach what I it was not a two the There it is. That's the pit. Yeah, the and Peach then, pit. Give me, give me, um, give me Peach the get. Right, but the pit was different world. Boom, bam. Yeah, yo, and I've been watching that yeah, yeah, a lot Beagle lately and, uh, on Saturdays. Eagle Beagle, yes. Where um, Larry got many a conquest. A lot of shag carpet. Yep. Love the, the Regal Beagle with Larry. Yeah, right? Zilla. Your yes. parents like, yeah, when Larry and nah. the Regal Beagle come on, you couldn't watch it. There was nah, a bad nah, influence. Nah, never. No. Nah, nah. Two buttons down. Like, Two so buttons wait. Down. Let me ask y'all real quick. Being young black, um, excuse me, being young white men. Correct. Were your parents like John Ritter's like a gigolo with the living in the house with the girls? Before my Larry time, dog. Before my time. Okay. I uh, did not explain a single thing to me about it. But was, no. was he no idea what like, was going on? So nobody knew he was like, a, nobody said he was like a gigolo or like a They bimbo might have known, but they didn't say swear. anything. My parents never talked to me about any of that stuff. The, the only talk I ever got was when I went to college. My dad mm-hmm. dropped me off and gave me a box of 20 condoms. It was like, don't bring anybody back pregnant. There you go. That's, that's all it needs to be said. What, what a stoic Dad. man. Yeah. But it's funny because Three's Company was pitched as like comedy so much, but it's yeah. like, if you horse? were an adult, if you were like a, a teenager or college age when that was rolling, but they weren't swingers. No, no, he but Jiggle. I don't. I never no, watched this. He had, a, he had a bunch of girlfriends, though. Yeah, he yeah. had a bunch of girlfriends. So but he Seinfeld. never. It wasn't like he had in-house girls. No, no. But I'm just mm. saying the combination of yeah. him living with the girls and then somebody like Larry. Yeah, that that type of to me that gives off Jiggle vibes. Like I, I think, I think, yeah, they're just young single men in the '70s doing what young single men in the '70s did. Yeah, imitating themselves being gay so the landlord to leave them alone. I thought yeah, that was that, bosom buddies. I mean, come that. on, that and bosom buddies. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so Zilla, this is all I remember, about I remember rent bosom buddies. I remember it's that. all about rent control. So these shows are about the rent is too crazy. So either A, we have to imitate women, bosom buddies, or B, I need to have two roommates, but they're both right. girls, but our landlord is like, what's going on here? So I act gay when he's Word. around. See, this is a way better use of time than just crying about landlords on Twitter. Do something. Oh no! Be creative. Like, if, if you want to, you want to expose on an <laughs> investigation <laughs> of landlordism. Yeah. Three's company is it? Because Mr. Furley got a lot of run, and that was before the Ropers came around. Well, the right. Ropers a lot first, of, or was Mr. Furley first? Ropers were first. Okay, and, they and the Ropers a, was Mr. Roper was just like Jack. Yes, yes, he was the he was one. Always yeah. making fun of Jack because Yo, this Jack is like some gay. Gen X shit. This but is they got a um, they got a spinoff. They actually had a show. I don't know. Yeah, Ropers had a show. I don't and know then, when um, like two or they three had threes a crowd, which oh. was later the when restaurant got married and had his and restaurant. And he had the restaurant, yes, with the, with yeah. the, with the um, yeah, yeah. Good this gen- was this, this is the whole threes company universe. Forget that. Yo, this, 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 this is the this. branches are deep, though. <laughs> the branches universe. Deep. Yeah. Don't even make me um mention how many um what was it? What's her name? Kelly, not Kelly. So, there was two. What's the names? What was um two Chris? Three. There was three Chris. Suzanne Summers. Yeah. Suzanne Summers. Yeah. Suzanne Summers started. And it was what, two what more was, Chrissies after that. What was the um shared universe the with the Sandy Duncan show? Was that the Family Hogan's. Ties? Hogan's no, the Hogan's. But what was okay. the Hogan's an offshoot of? It was um it was originally like Valerie. Yeah. But, but was she an all because that was that was Justine Bateman, right? 
No, Justine oh, Bateman Jason was family Bateman. ties with Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman. So then, yeah, what, but it was it was Valerie. Well, Valerie was that elk. She was, was Valerie Garrett, maybe. Was Valerie she, Harper. Was she single? Valerie Harper, but she was Rhoda. But she, she was, was Rhoda. Was she, was she, like, was she playing like some single, or she was married? No, she, she was married, and then okay. there was a contract dispute, and she yes. left, and they killed her off and brought in Sandy Duncan. Yeah, in a there fire. it is. She yeah, died in a fire. Yeah, tragic. Fire. <laughs> well, wait, what? What was this an offshoot of? What were the hopes? Nothing. It was just a, It was this original show. Oh, okay. Yeah. You, are you confusing with Hogan Heroes and stuff? Like oh no, that? no. There was there was Valerie, then Valerie's family, and then it became the Hogan family. Yeah. So my era is the Hogan family with Sandy Duncan. Yeah, but you're. That's, that's my. I mean, run. the I think the other show was only one season. They did like one season, so you're not. Yeah. Like, okay. But see, the thing game. but boom, like. Because I was I was a just I was a Jason Bateman day one. But yeah. back in the oh, day, so one it's season. Move? You talking it should move Jason Bateman? No, you know, Teen early. Wolf two Jason Bateman. I'm all in. But uh, back then, if, early if the thing the went one season, even if it was a spinoff, they still got like 13 to 20 episodes off. So it right. would trick you into thinking that the yeah. show right. was on right. for some years or something when it was just like a pilot. Um, yes. I go I go deep into the All in the Family tree to, to mm. the Jeffersons. Like you know, for Maude, that's what I'm saying. Like those, are, but those are the original. Yeah. Those are the original. Wasn't Benson? Remember. No, Benson was a spinoff of Soap. Soap. No. Right, right. Yeah. This and is, Benson, did Benson have a? No, no. I was trying to think they had a spinoff. Yo, n- it, no one under forty knows what the fuck we're talking about. No, nah, but these are great. Like Maude. Hey, oh, hey, hey. Tjif. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh God! Oh, so is that step by step? And we we've we've done a lot of Sasha Mitchell shouts on this show. <laughs> At least seven. I can't believe that he was in that show as like I can't believe he was in the show like as a character and he stuck no, around. No, no, Webster was a spinoff of um. No, nothing. Was just Webster. Webster was well, just then Webster. the dad was Alex. What's his name? Alex Harris. Yeah, what, that's what, what Alex. But he, some show Stephanopoulos no. was his name. He had but they didn't do yeah. anything. Yeah, there was, there was no past spin-off. the show. There was okay. none of the characters bled into anything. You think like, like ill, like he had like the ill. What's the name? The 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 dumb waiter, where he would ride yeah. that shit. And I always wanted yeah. to get a dumb waiter and ride. And then Ben Vereen was his uncle. Yep. Yeah, shouts to Ben Vereen. Yo, but wait, he had to call his mom, ma'am, which was really he said he said ma'am. But what was up with Belvedere? Who was on the show with him? Wesley, Bob Euchre, Bob Euchre, yeah, Bob Euchre, yeah, there it is. Yes. There it is. Thank God Barry's here. Yeah, there that's our guest. You want you want to welcome him, Castro? All right, we're gonna get to it in a second. Yeah. I, I, now I seem like I want to talk about ABC Bob Cinematic Universe. When I first heard about Bob Euchre, I thought his name. I thought it was like I thought it was made up because it was like a sports guy. That name's not real. And at first, I used to hear his voice a lot, and not see his face. I was like, they made up this guy. He's not real. Because he's like Bob Euchre. Yeah, for but the, for the Brewers. Yeah, exactly. But the Still name Euchre, I was like, nah. He played, right? He played, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was, he was a catcher. My yeah. favorite my favorite joke he says from Major League, and he goes, uh, unless he's got a rocket up his ass, that ball's out of here. It's <laughs> 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 a fucking run left field. All right, let's do it. So again, Casey Kasem is my mentor, and I love him dude. I'm called I'm Curly Castro. I only did the Casey Kasem because of the CC alliteration. Doesn't make much sense. Doesn't. And tonight we are. The call out culture faithful. We are here with Zilla Rocker, mm. Alaska, and our illustrious, lovely guest, Barry, aka FKA, BKA, Disco Vietnam. What up, what up? And tonight we are here to talk about one of the great releases in our current, present hip hop landscape. Extended and we love so universe. much. The W, the Wrecking Crew Extended Universe. No, that, that's not what I was going to say. 
Um, one of the uh, now I'm going to start again. Go ahead. One of uh, impressive, even if one of the creators is flaccid, releases this year. Flaccid. Vegas Vic. Bang. All right. Double it down. Six to one. Mm. All right. Take those odds. Because, see, I'm just as crazy enough. And just when I'm getting out of jail and you're waking up out of your coma, I'll come and bust your fucking head up again. <laughs> Hard to you better have my fucking money, jerk off. Fucking jerk off. <laughs> Listen, I like that. Fast. That little scene better with the, the, the way he was like, you you go behind me again. You Jew motherfucker. Like, <laughs> he was so mad at him in there. Oh, I love that. He's I just uh, he's more terrifying than most slasher movies. Yes. Especially the, in that movie. The, the tone, the tone when oh he tried to God. when he had the baker talk, he's like, mm. you know what? Let me just tell you what, what I'm about. Fucking vice grip. <laughs> and he's what he said for Johnny O, Johnny O, you let me pop your eye out for Johnny O, whatever that was. Like it was so unworth holding that guy's name. Oh, but uh God. anyway, we're here to talk about Vegas Vic. Um, and as you can see, we talk about our favorite gambling and casino ne'er do well tales. Mm. Mm. that maybe have influenced this record. We're going to find that out tonight. We're going to find out. All right. So we have Barry, one of the executive producers here. We have yeah. Zilla, one of the co- uh, sole creators here. Yeah. So we're just going to start with the generic. Mm. Um, when y'all sat down to make the project, before we get into what y'all called it over the art, what was the initial thrust? What was the initial um, power going into all right, it's time for another Zilla Rocker project. What was your initial idea? I mean, um, even the basic idea before, I want to get into how we turn it into basic this, but what was the initial idea? I think at the time, it was because uh, Shrapnel blew up. Um, I think me and Small Pro were done the Career Crooks record. And then I was, I was in some completion stage of Midnight Sun. I think Midnight Suns was just like waiting to drop so i was just kind of sitting around and i was like shrapnel's crushing i was like me and smalls are done me and ray did it did the ep excuse me me and chung i was just i was basically just waiting around doing nothing beside this show you know what i mean and then like guest appearances and beats and shit and uh i i think i think me and alaska were done too so everything was just done um okay and I was just like, yeah, everything was finished. So I was just sitting there like, what am I going to do? Um, and I knew Prem was doing a record. I knew you were doing a record. You know, Blue Edwards came out, crushed. Raheem's Lament came out. Like, it was just kind of like a drag for me. I had nothing happening. And, a, you know, like a man needs a project. So some men like to, you know, go restore a 1958 Chevy or, you know, rebuild their cabinets or some shit. And I was just like, what am I going to do? Like, what am I going to work on? And so I was like, all right, let, let me just make some songs. Let me make a record. And then uh, and that was it. So it was just the idea was like, I just want to make something um, okay. on my own. Because like I said, all those other records, like me, like I said, like me and Alaska were done. Me and Smalls were done. Me and Chong were done. Me and Ray were done. So um, that was it. It was just like, well, I don't want to just do a podcast and do nothing else with my time. All right. So then, um, so then how do we get to this Vegas uh, Vic vehicle? Okay. How did we get there? So the original title for the record was Higher Gun. Because okay. I was just like, I'm just going to make a rap album. And I just thought that was an ill title for something. I had like written in my notes, you know, like phrases and shit. So I had it. I had that just as a name. So uh, I started making it, whatever. 
and I forget Barry might remember. At some point, I was just like, this this name doesn't fit anymore. Like it, it, it was a cool working title to get the ball rolling, but mm-hmm. it's not. But really it was a um. Thing. It when you actually, didn't you have trepidations with the artwork? Yeah, that's well, what we, it was, right? Was that what it was, Barry? Yeah, to me, that's what I remember it. It was the artwork. You just couldn't think of. You were just like struggling with the artwork. Mm-hmm. And you considered the album kind of done. Yes, and that's the artwork the was yes because the the artwork was a fucking disaster. Try to get it together. Mm-hmm. Like we've we put out so many albums over the years, dude, and EPs and mixtapes and all that shit. And the artwork for this was like randos on IG taking my money and then dropping the ball and then me having to file refunds and then other dudes I liked I was getting at them ready to give them money and they would just ghost me and then um other friends of ours that we work with a lot in the past for art they were just jammed up or things were going on in their lives and you know and this is all like pre and then during covid so you really you can you know you have like a lot of compassion for people what they have on their plate and what they can handle and it was just I remember saying Castro at one point, and maybe you were Barry being like, I, I've never struggled this much in my life to get artwork for a seemingly basic idea, which was hired gun. Here's and I had like all these pictures, you know, from like pulp and noir books and things I'd saved over years and different comic book covers I liked. Like one was like a Black Widow cover. I thought it would be a great piece. And it was a Wolverine cover I remember having. Wasn't it like a Rod Drew baseball card or something? No, well, there was a no. That was a um. That was a Ty Cobb Cobb. joint. Yeah, we ended up using that for the um my remix record. Uh, anything I touch, I bruise. Volume three. Shouts to DJ Jazz Pants. But yeah, that was the original idea. Then that didn't really pan out. I remember looking at that. I'm like, this this can't be for the album. This is cool, but it can't be for the album. So it was like just it was it was forces larger than me being like this this this. It shouldn't be this arduous of a task. You know what I mean? Like it shouldn't be this fucking annoying. So something's got to change. And I think I think that's kind of what steered it to where it ended up going on its own. You know what I mean? Okay. All right, fair enough. And more preliminary stuff. So I hear it is a tale of a, a microphone. And then this is how Barry um, parachutes into the scene. Am I correct? I'll let him take it away. So Barry, tell down. the tale of the microphone. The tale of the microphone. Well, Zilla comes, Zilla hits me up. Because he is struggling with completing the record, Hired Gun. And he was just like, asked me for my honest opinion. And I've always felt like all of Zilla's projects are really well thought out and well considered. Um, But sometimes I just had a little problem with where his voice sat in the mix just felt a little like behind a pane of glass or something for mm-hmm. me. And he asked me my opinion. And, you know, I've spent a lot of time talking to my brother, who's a, an engineer now and a mixing engineer. And he's just taught me a lot about really caring about the final presentation of something. Mm-hmm. And how much that and how much that matters. And we wish it didn't because that's what makes it so expensive. But it <laughs> matters. It just does. And so I just said, hey, listen, man, like, your mic sucks. <laughs> Borrow my mic. Real story. 
Yeah, Boom. my my brother convinced me to get this mic right here, Sure SM7B. Mm, yes. And I was like, listen, you live in Philly. I live on Long Island. Let's meet at this spot in East Brunswick. Mm -hmm. Like right in the middle. Bring me a cheesesteak. I'll bring you my microphone. And we met in the parking lot of an abandoned Hooters. I think it was an active Hooters, bro. It was, it was active. Well, I think the it's days active. in, Ladies the days in, it was connected to. They're, they're was, editing was the story. Definitely it was closed an active down. Hooters. An active Hooters in. is like an active shooter. <laughs> active Hooters and the days active in. Active Hooters drills. Notice that. Notice that the Hooters was stayed was 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 maintained, and the and the days in was like, oh, we don't need that. It's a better detail if it's abandoned. Nah, bro, because the dudes were pulling up. I agree. <laughs> very early in the morning it must have been like 8 45 in the morning so the morning night. rush of hooters was was y'all yeah. back well, yeah well i know it was around 10 because i okay. dropped my son off hooters is known his... for their french toast sticks <laughs> i dropped my I son I off. i think i left at 8 30. okay yes so I, I dropped my son off at pre-k drove six blocks to pat's which is open 24 7 bought barry his requested cheesesteak Put it on the floor of the horrible choice for a cheesesteak, by the way. Well, Continue. He's from Pro V Wit. Pro V. Oh Lord have mercy. Horrible right. cheesesteak. And then I've I drove... been there twice in my life. <laughs> so Thumbs down. Drove, uh, so Thumbs down, it. Charlie Murphy. So I left at 8:30 with the cheesesteak rolling around the floor of, of the driver's seat, passenger seat, to meet him at 10-ish. And it, this is like my first trip during COVID, like just to mm -hmm. get the fuck out of my house by myself. Which I was know that. fire. Yeah. So I remember on the way up, I Castro, I think we had some wrecking crew beats at this point. For the album? No, I I was writing something on that ride. I think it was me and Ray West. It was either me and Ray West or Sedale. But on the ride up, I was like writing to some beats, you know, in my head. Right. So I was like, well, oh, I'm going to use this time to be productive on the way up. On the way back, I just listened to like, I don't know fucking power pop whatever the hell i was listening phantom planet who knows what i was playing on the way back but on the way up i was trying to be productive and then we we exchanged the, the cheesesteak for the microphone here we go yes so Let's, all right I'll let, wait, I'll let barry finish the, the the reason behind the microphone the reason behind the microphone i wanted correct. you to re-record all your vocals for every single song correct so we did and then i and then i said i want kenny my brother uh, to mix it. True. And just Accurate. give you like a different perspective. I mean, I really admire that all the work that you've done up to this point has been like very DIY. You've always mixed. Oh, don't records. get it twisted. He done, he done pull off the mixing gloves years ago. No, He's like finished. this year. No, like this year was the year I pulled off the mixing glove. Well, sure. I, Zilla hasn't mixed anything of mine specifically no. in years. No, I was only doing it for Dolo. Yeah. But no, the last thing I mixed was Cargo Colts. Mm. That was the last thing I mixed. And that was like September 2020. And then after that, I was like, okay, I'm not doing that again. I'm There's nothing totally against your mixes. Mm -hmm. I just know he, like he's good at it. He just doesn't want the responsibility. Don't enjoy it. Right. Yeah, right. He, he, he wears him down. Right. And I don't want to like hear the, it. No, I don't want to fucking hear it. So I'd rather let's just hire somebody else. So two birds and one stone. You ain't got to do it. And I ain't got to hear about it. Right. The truth of uh, bringing me into any project is that if you bring me into a project, you bring my brother into it mm. just because it doesn't work unless it's both of us. There it um, is. And that's Disco Vietnam. 
So shouts to Kenny Schwartz. Shouts to Kenny. You know, at this point in my life, like, I'm happy to just get my brother work. You know? Hell yeah. That's what it's all about for me. He's the man. And uh, we're just a great team. We communicate well. And we we have like. If y'all aren't familiar, this is Barry Schwartz of Real Late Rosenberg fame. He has some placements on there. We'll be plugging that all night. For sure. But um, that was also um, in a good impetus as to why Zilla thought to bring in. Because um, it was a point where I knew you had more of the beats on the project. Mm-hmm. But it was also another level where Z wanted you to be executive producer. Because me and Z had talked about it before he spoke to you about yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Like, I actually took two of my beats off the record. Correct. Like, Harm's Hotel was on there. Zilla mm-hmm. put that out like a year and a half ago. Yes. Mm-hmm. And and um, Atlas Obscura, which is on Steel's Kitchen, yep. was on there too. And I was like, yeah, that's great. Um, I don't know. Let's take them off. And uh, let's add Yiddish Pimps with Premrock that we recorded yeah. before COVID. Yes. And that was an amazing experience. And like, there's a real energy to that record. And I was like, ah, oh, man, I really want to put it on this record just to give it like something at the back end, something fun. Hell yeah. Some, Zilla, some when did it when did it turn into that when did it when did the project make that turn where all my good songs like barry was mentioning how yiddish pimps made it on there like when did it turn into all right all the good ideas are going to this project right now because with every creation there is a point where and this is for the ladies and gentlemen and our listeners there's a point where you're working on multiple things but then there's a certain point where you, everything good is going to go to one thing yeah. So yeah, even yeah, the yeah. best ideas, if you even if you're working on group projects, I've right. had this where the song comes out. No, I'm keeping this song. Yeah, so, it started. I think I think with like wreck havoc, the last song that was the first song. Cause okay. Because I heard what's the name from Griselda, Doctor Birds. Nice. Right before what machine gun do? So when that when that when that song hit, I was I hit all of us. You know, Prem, you, Smalls, and I was like, Yo, we should do some shit like this. We should do a Doctor Birds type of record. And even if it's just a single, like we, we need to just drop it. So we did the song and then there was some issues with like the the files or there was issues with like sequencing or something like that. Yeah, there was big sequencing issues. Yeah, there that. was just there was issues we were having. And so time kept slipping by and then the Griselda album hit. Um, Smalls we had was that working song. on that song. Smalls was working on that yeah, song. Yeah, he was, that. right. He was the one mixing it. Yeah. Yes. So then we, then time was like moving on, moving on. And then the Griselda album hit. And then I was like, maybe we should keep this for something else then rather than just put it out as a single. And so we just had that song like in the cut. And then uh, I think I might have pointed on Career Crooks or something like that. And then after a while, I was like, nah, this has to go on my album now. You know what I mean? Like it was my idea to make this song. And it, and I hit everybody. I'm like, is it cool if I put this on my record? And you guys were like, cool. And then Castro, you named it. You were like, oh, it'll be Wreck Havoc. Yeah. And I was like, okay, bet. And you put the K. There's been issues with the spelling on the different platforms, <laughs> but it's Havoc, H-A-V-O-K from, from X-Force, Alex Summer, Cyclops' brother. So that's a shout to him. And then Wreck is us. So oh, that's how that, we spelling it? Yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wreck Havoc, as you said. So you were like, okay. But then there's other ways it's spelled. I don't know. Ha- there's yeah, there's, there's other, been a lot of issues. And there's also like Reek Havoc. There's right. that double thing. And I think those are spelled the same, if I'm not mistaken. Potentially. Reek. Because Reek is not Reek is not like W R E E K. That doesn't exist. No, it's so, W E. No, W R E K. Reek is that you spell Reek? Like for Reek? Mm, I, 
like I, I think Rec and Reek are the same or spelling, wreaked, but like they wreaked passed. havoc. He wreaked havoc. But Reek is, is is dealing with olfactory and smells. So anyway, sorry, let's not go down there. <laughs> totally off. off the beat, but, but all right. Um, you know what? All right, since we're this spiraling, let's take a quick break, <laughs> and then we come back. I want to get into the Sonics um, with some of the some of the sound choices Shablam. on the record. All right, we'll be right back. Call out culture. Call out culture. Live from the line of notes, Vegas Vic. We out here. Yeah. Double down, boy. New album, Vegas Vic from yours truly, Zilla Rock. First solo album since 96 Mentality. Out on Chong Wizard Records. Right now, available around the world. You can cop the digital on iTunes if you want. You can buy it for a G on Bandcamp if you're a real boss like that. However you want to get it, we got tapes, very limited, CDs also, beautiful vinyl, all the artwork designed by PQ. Got everybody from Co-op Culture Record Crew in the mix. Album executive produced by Disco Vietnam. Just joining us, fly, energetic, fun, roulette tables popping, free drinks all night with the cherry in there. Whatever you want to get, we're doubling down, we're going to get in the car, we're riding out to America's Flavor. Vegas Vic, Zilla Rock, a new album, out. Wow, <laughs> as Casey Kasem would say, How are, you enjoying, are you enjoying your black? Well, let me bring a little side of shot with that. <laughs> All right, we back. That's way too slick for Casey Kasem. He was like, I mean, yeah, there's a there's a, there's a I'm Casey know, Kasem rallying like up a the joke top 40. setup. Yeah, now it's time yeah. for a long distance shablow. <laughs> Brenda it's from Fort Washington, PA, gives us her kiss and hug to her boyfriend Maddie overseas. Now we're yeah, gonna see. He's the read him. He wouldn't. Yeah, One he sweet day, Mariah yeah. Carey and Boys yeah. to Men. It wasn't like he was playing like voice messages and stuff. Chucky Thompson produced that. Did he? Oh, and speaking of Chucky, let's get wow. to it. He produced One Sweet Day. Dead. He also did Dead Wrong from yep. Big. Speaking wow. of Chucky Thompson, oh, wow. we want to rest we wanna, in peace. We want to rest in peace. Give our uh, love wow. and condolences to one of the greatest, one of our great producers that we came Easily. up all on. Oh and my so God. He, he recently passed. Yes. And we want to, you know, send Damn. our prayers or whatever it is you want to, we send our energy to that. Oh, as he transcended. Yeah. And 50 years old is, which is becoming 53. the 53. 50 is a scary cutoff, man. Everybody was 50. All of these yeah. people that have recently passed have been 50 or 50 something. But a lot, and it's wow. and I'm close to fifty, and it's it's actually a little frightening. It's yeah. like it's like it's reminding me of twenty seven again. I don't want to well, be superstitious. The last I will week. Say you know this. what I'm saying? Listen, I, listen, yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not judging anybody. I love all these people. I want them to live forever. However, some of these people that are passing in their early fifties, not in the best physical shape. That's that's all I'm gonna say. No, agreed, agreed. Which, we can take we can which take I wish wasn't the case. Temples. That's all I'm saying. I, I'm, I'm, definitely, but I'm just it's just interesting that the clock is is striking midnight at 50, like your body's saying enough. Yes. And it's and that's it's happening part. to our idols that happen to be in this lifestyle, because mm. hip hop culture is a lifestyle. Right. We don't know yes. people eating the, right. the three squares the or if they were in the morning taking ripping out, and running. You know, it's no good. Yeah. Putting stress on Living your heart. The road. Their blood pressure. All right. right. Mm-hmm. How much how much physicals are you doing? Are you getting your blood work done or are you yeah, just ripping know. and running? Um, unfortunately, right. Gift the Gab, I think he just got too oh, sick. Yeah, right. He got he he got really sick. He got better. He went on the road. He got sick again. It was just a cycle after a while. Yeah. And, so- and not to make a it's like to make a parallel. Like so we were talking about NBA players and lower extremities. So once you hurt your knee, 
Then you get a little ankle injuries and your thigh, like all of those things start going because it's weakened. And if we're talking about weakened immune systems and you're ripping and running, we know the road is a rip and a run. Right. Late nights, not dressed properly, going from climate to climate, maybe in some instances, it might have took a toll. No sort of physical activity, really. Right. Right. Standing still rapping, but not like exercising. Sitting in cars all day. Right. That's what I'm saying. Right. Get to where you're going to be. You're drinking. Sitting yo, doing yo, meet and greets, like yeah. shit. Yo, yeah. rest in peace. Yo, Chucky Thompson did the original One More Chance. Yeah, me and my bitch, Big Papa. Yeah, wow. pa- dead yes. wrong. He did dead wrong. Oh God, rest in. And he did. He did one mic for Nas. Yep, one mic. Wow. I was gonna say Big that one. Record. Record. Wow. Big record. And simple and minimalist. Wasn't a lot shit. going on with that beat. Just no. the right things were going on at the right times. Crescendo. Has a declination. Yeah, you know, and the end of the end of declination. Come on, yo, and that that that's that song in run on one, right? But he was like, no, it's okay. Now let's take it. You know. Wow, God bless. Uh, but God, yeah, man. rest in peace, Um, if rest anybody's not familiar, one of the original hitmen, go check yes. the credits. Um, I know people have issues with Puffy, but like, look at the music. There's a lot there. He did a lot with Faith Evans. I'm looking at his. Oh stuff. yeah, oh yeah, a lot with Faith. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Damn, I was I was in love with Faith Evans, man. Oh my God. So since we're talking about one of the Sonic Titans as he transcended, yes, let's get into the Sonics of, of Vegas. Bit. So we got the executive producer here, my man Barry. Yeah, um, Zilla, did you was was the amount of Barry beats since he does the most of the production? Was that forming the sound, or did you have an idea, or were you collecting songs? Give me the ABC of it. Like, so I, re- I remember the only thing I sent out. I put the bat signal up at certain points, saying like, I want I want producers to send me ninety six Ghostface beats. That was the only restriction or direction I put on people. That was so, the call of the wild. That was what yeah. You put out. So there, there was a lot of like, and I was trying to get work with people I never worked with before because you know doing a lot of collabo records with one producer, which is great to have a vision and a team. I wanted to just kind of open the floodgates a bit. So that's how I got like mute speaker on this record, who I never knew, never worked with before. He just he just saw me post that. He sent me a pack. The pack was crazy. I picked out a uh, Wallaby Dreams from him, um, nope. which was nice. So, you know, Darko, he got on the record. Um, but Barry, like we, our common language has always been Wu-Tang f- for the bulk of our friendship. Wu-Tang and the Beatles and tons of other cool shit that we share. So I didn't have to say that to him. You know what I mean? Like that's that's in his bloodstream. And he'll he'll tell you he, he would die for you, God. And he will say that to you, God's face. I would he give would, my life for you, God. Speaking of which, you got is in the new season of um, well, the you got characters now made his way to Wu Tang Saga. Nice, so he, he will be in yeah. season two. They got an actor to play him, and he looks like him and all that. The you got so. chapters and uh, the song Second Gen Wu, uh, Wu Generation on Rosenberg's album that's Intel and that's you got son. Yep, so now oh, wow. <clears throat> for the people aren't stones, it's Meth Son, you got son, and Go Son in Second Generation, Wu, or am I? NODB son, young dirty bastard. Okay, mm. but it, but it, I was I was right. It is Meth son, it's you guys son, and Ghost son, one of one of his sons. Yeah, as that. Yeah, yeah. It's Great not dope. Sun God. No, it's not Sun God. It's not Sun God. God's nasty. And there's another guy on the record called Sick in the Head. Ooh, that's nice. a great early '90s rap name. Yeah, yeah. Sick in the Head. He got to spell it. He got to spell it good. So. Yeah. So so anyway, with the production, it was. That was my my call of the wild, and again, there there was cats that sent me joints that that are really ill dudes that I know, and I just haven't worked with yet. 
um, that I had them. I liked them. They just, it just didn't, it didn't hit at the, at the time, but all the ones Barry had sent me over the years or was sending me on IG or I just had on a playlist from way back when, like, you know, when sometimes like people send you shit and then six years go by and then you find that beat again, you're like, Oh, he hope the producer still has this thing. Like, yo, is this available? And most 99 <laughs> times, like, nah, I put that on Bandcamp. Nah, such and such took it. Nah, it's on my beat tape. Nah, right. You know, I use it to remix whatever. And uh, that's happened a couple of times with Barry, but the bulk of the joints he was sending me, I was just, I would just text him. I'd be like, yo, what's up with this? He'd be like, it's available. I'm like, all right, here comes a song tomorrow. Boom. I, I'm, I'll make something quick to it. Um, whereas the other beats, it was a little more. It was a little more long-winded of a process. And again, the people that sent me joints, I just didn't click. It wasn't, you know, no ill will. It just, it just didn't happen. But I have, but maybe like in three years, I'll go back to one of those beats from whoever and be like, oh shit, this is crazy. You know what I mean? So I know from um, farm to table, how long did it take for y'all to craft this thing? Uh, I looked at my notes. So whenever... So if the first official song was like Wreck Havoc, I mean, that wasn't even made for the album. I guess, I think it was like December 9, 2019 is when I wrote something specifically for this, like an album. You know what I mean? So like Wreck Havoc was just a song we made and then ended up on the album. But I think like December 19-ish is when I was like, oh, I'll just make some joints. And then even like, through the beginning of COVID was like making joints. So then I, I went, went, I guess we finished up like February of this year, January, February, something like that. Cause we were mixed. We were getting the mixes in March mixes and masters were March this year. Yeah. Actually the folder is, is March 18th. It's March 18th. So yeah. basically a year since COVID officially, yeah. that's when yeah, that's we got the sure, finals, yeah. which is nuts. Um, but yeah, that's, so probably like a year and three months, three and four months. Mm -hmm. Were time. any of these beats a departure for your normal aesthetic? You talking about me or Barry? Um, both. I don't know, man. To me, they all made sense. I don't. I don't feel like they're. I don't think they're a departure at all. I think they're. Mm -hmm. I think they're more in line with what we've been doing. You know what I mean? Like the last couple of years, like having having records that are really straightforward and, f and follow a certain path and then also having a couple left turns here and there. So like the, um, the Darko joint, which became a title song that to me was like, I mean, I had to have it, but I don't think people like our fans now that have only been around like the last two, three years or so, or maybe even the last year, I don't think they know the history of me having beats like that. You know what I mean? Like, that that's like dudes now like aren't making songs on, on that type of shit you know what i mean whereas mm. we we you know me I, I pick beats like that in the past you know what i mean like just real melodic stripped down shit having fun with it right. um for barry i don't know i think i think barry's been on such a role i mean he could speak on on his his production style and where he's evolved yeah, to but barry what was your um what was your approach for making beats for this record or uh -huh. Having what type of beats did you have for his him to select? Because I'm understanding he picked some at beforehand, after, and then during. So it's not even it's um everybody needs like one person that they feel comfortable just sending their beats to, no matter what. So like when you're making it, you're like, and you're done. You're like, all right, I'll just send this to Zilla. Mm -hmm. Maybe he'll like it. Maybe he won't. I don't really give a shit. 
it doesn't matter. I'm going to make another one tomorrow and another one the day after that. Like I just make them every day. And whatever lands for Zilla, I, I mean, it's completely arbitrary for me. I have no idea which of these beats is going to get picked by anybody. Um, I have no control over that at all. So I stopped thinking about it. Um, when I think about it too much, I start freaking out a little bit. <laughs> like I thought about how, like I got, you know, these cool records with, you know, Flea Lord and Rock Marcy and Ghostface. Somebody could have picked those beats at any point. And then it, when Rosenberg comes calling, like, I don't have those beats anymore. Maybe I sold them for 25 beans. <laughs> I don't like thinking about. I don't like thinking about the sliding doors. I just have to just keep. <laughs> yeah, know, it is. Can't live bang. life on sliding doors. I feel you. Yeah, but I hey, just, like, listen have to this. Keep banging away. Y'all heard his discipline. He makes a beat a day. He's gonna make another one. And listen then the, he, this, this fucking maniac deletes somebody's joints. He'll be like, oh, I trashed it. Yeah, this is, this is, the man has a process. Yeah, got you. Freedom, man. <laughs> you gotta have you the freedom have, to do that. Yeah, every man has a code. I hate that. I hate that deletion shit. But I got over it. Dude, no, and this is real because he texted me before worrying about this. He's like, yo, what if I would have gave the Marcy beat to some dipshit who DM me for eighty dollars, and then Marcy wouldn't have this and wouldn't have that? I'm like, who thinks about this? <laughs> like, who cares? Aston Kutcher and Butterfly Effect. Is that it's what you like, want to be, man? <laughs> no, it's like the twisties. It's like uh, the yips. I just yeah, got the yeah. yips for a couple of days. No doubt. Jesus Christ. Like That's shit. But salute to you, Barry. You, um, the sonic contributions definitely yeah, fit, sure. fit my man. It was really a good profile in the pocket for him to. Um, what's what's your favorite beat, Castro? What's your favorite beat on this album? It doesn't need to be a Barry um, beat. Don't guess his motherfucker. No, I have Here you got Ghostface and Jim Jones. Gassed. I haven't thought about it, but, but I think I like. Um, it's it's an interesting question. I'm I'm gonna slide out from answering it because I really like listening to Five Dollar God when I want to listen to Baby. Hey, yo, my mother said, stay away from rabbits, too dangerous. Go to school and put some money in your savings. But I was thrill seeking little Dick Grayson. Shoplifting silk boxer shorts and big razors. Small time crooks who nibble on the edges. My man who did the most dirt, his father was a reverend. We were so young, we'll hit tomorrow in a second. I throw heat like random R, now you just catch it. Used to drown my sorrows by the bottle in the drawers from the liquor store. My man, 35, eating cheesesteaks and bolis, mozzarella, and yo, he taking Lipitor. What? The South Philly diet gonna kill us all. What? Donuts is federal. Cold cut cholesterol. Never had one raw vegetable. So when the soda tax came like a wrecking ball, man, we clinging to the things that's gonna dead us all. Less is more, always do more and say less. Less is more, always do more. So I just like setting it off with the first track. So a testament to y'all for the sequence, how it works, you know what I'm saying? Even though that might not be anybody's particular beat. So I like $5 God a lot because I like how it sets the table. And I um, guess Merv Griffin Enterprises yeah. might be, might be, might, might. It's a big might. So I'll take it. <laughs> Velasco, what's your, what's your favorite beat? Um, either Vegas Vic or uh, Vetiver. Yeah, Vetiver, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Vetiver is a sleeper joint, man. Yeah. Small pro- yeah, yeah I don't think people pro. think of Darko as a producer enough. I don't know if Darko nah, thinks man. himself as a producer enough, but well, um, he he does he does things, but then he also does like things that are scattered in terms of him getting credit on this. Right. He's called Doc Heller, right. so I think yeah. it just taking people a while to put two and three together, but you know, a yeah. little bit more. Yeah, he, candy. I like that. Make it mysterious. <laughs> well, he fuck with he, people. 
he did say, I, I think he's not going to use that alias anymore. So <laughs> this might be the last. That, the, for the record, the that's first, the first and last. For the record, that's my favorite uh, beat on the record. Look at you. And I told him yeah. so. I told he him so. Yeah, he really yeah. killed that beat. Yeah, that beat is he. He sent me a couple other joints. He sent me a pack, and there was another one that reminded me like the Breeders or some shit. It was crazy, <laughs> but it was that. like it was like too distorted and it fucked up. And I was like, "Yo, can you send me the stems or can you tweak it?" And he was like, "Yeah, I lost all the files." For that. I was like, "All right, yeah, scrap that. Don't go down like, that. What about this other don't joint? Know, don't go down that black hole." Yeah, so no, all I told him was, "I was like, Yo, you putting us um, on a fucking blast." Um. It's tied between Merv Griffin and Vegas Vic. Those are like those are my two favorites. Because Mer- wanna... Merv Griffin is to me like that is the that is the ghost face energy I wanted. Like that everything about Daytona that five hundred. Yes, like that is okay. it's Daytona meets like Iron Maiden off Iron Man, cool. like the opening joint. Like that song, and having you guys on it, and everyone's just like super hyped up. There's like a little break, like a little hook in between. Hey yo, I'm haphazard in the limelight. So now I play the back and like to dabble in the hindsight. Read a David Attenborough dad by killing him. Bumper keep it thorough with my last bottle of Killian. NBA James Jamal and Larry on some Hornet shit. Hey yo, I look like an out of shape Jeff Hornacek. Hit up the bodega for beef patty and cocoa bread. Then lay up in the bed watching over the edge. I know I seem aloof like dude don't give half a fuck. I'm not above, I'm beyond. I'm ill Bill Havichuk. Everybody's full of shit. Morals Situational. I drop these uncomfortable truths. That's what the greats should do. Not some pseudo revolution tooling in the Subaru. Talking about you, fuck a rapid only bump a Zuka tooth. Oh, Jeff Weiss texted me at one in the morning about that song, about my verse. <laughs> what did he say? Nah, he, he didn't just, say shit he, to me about this album. He, 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 he texted me. Although I owe him a phone call. He texted me at one in the morning, and I know because I always think of like West Coast time. So I'm like, what time is it over there? And I was like sleep, so I didn't respond to like five in the morning. This our time, so <laughs> it was all. Um, let me see. He uh, literally hasn't said uh, one you. fucking word to me about this album. You, oh my Pastor, god! Your, your verse on Merv Griffin Enterprises leaving the mic in body bags. One o three a.m. Thank <laughs> you, Jeff. <laughs> what was your line about the Lester Freeman of Boba Fett? Oh, so it's not Lester Freeman. Thank you, Alaska. I picked it up today. I was like, oh shit. Thank you. So it's um it's funny because that. the punchlines before the joke is before the punchline before the joke. So um I'm the, the Lester Earl of Boba Fett's bounty going up. Wait, who's the Lester bounty, Earl? He's a um a, like a less legendary like street basketball player that didn't make okay. it all the way. He could jump his ass off. He had like a f- over forty five inch vertical. Don Zilla, Cheeto. you remember Lester? That was Earl Manigault. That was Man- that was Earl Manigault. Zilla, do you remember Lester at all? Nah. Real like flash in the pan. You can look him up right now. But he had a super ridiculous vertical. So did he play for bound- Villanova? Um, did he play in college? He might have went know, the, somewhere. The picture for a year I'm seeing so. of him has a Villanova shirt on. No, no, no. I don't think he, okay. I don't, he LSU maybe, but mm-hmm. it didn't last. Yeah, you're right. LSU. Yeah, it you. didn't last long. That's good. Lester Earl knowledge. And so, and so the bounty going up, Lester Earl of Boba Fett's bounty up jumper. Mm-hmm. Leap. Sure. Yeah. I love it. Did that, did that, did that, does that click for anybody? No, but I love anyway, it. Anyway, that was my, I, that was my favorite <laughs> because I just wanted somebody to ask me about Lester. Earl. So thank you. <laughs> Look at this. It's crystallized. Well, it all came to pass. Yeah, shouts to Jeff Weiss. Maybe he'll 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 listen to my album and talk to me about it someday. That'd be cool. 
One, one of my good friends. Great stand-up guy, Jeff. Love you. Are you finished with the? <laughs> are we finished with the saltines part? Nah, of the he, show? he Jeff. Jeff's been like in the. He's been like in the backwoods of. Uh, yeah, he's, he's right. He's right now that Britney's writing, writing a novel. He's in the mountains writing a novel. It's true. It's true. Oh, man. Literally in the mountains writing novels. Yeah, he's, sitting there exactly. like you ain't listening to no East Coast rap. You know what I'm saying? But no, he did. He did take that time to text me oh, that, that's dope. that message. So cool. That's fine. All right. Um, let's take another break, and we coming Sweet. back. Alaska, we getting into the bars. Bars. Right. We're getting into some bars, bars is where Alaska bars. shines. Um, I don't memorize bars. I just ask about full songs. But we'll be back. Call out culture yeah. here with uh, Barry the Great. Otherwise known as Disco Vietnam. Um, I gave you a shout out it's, it's in the song. Disco Vietnam. <laughs> but I don't remember where it's where it's at exactly, where It's I say something like that's a disco Vietnam something. I don't know where it's at though. I'll find it though. I'm honored. Vietnam. I'm honored just to hear about it. I'll find it. All right, we'll be back. <laughs> Viet fucking Nam. Was that the war in Viet? Fucking yes, Yo, peace people, it's Premrack. Just wanted to hop on and tell you about my new album, Load Bearing Crow's Feet. Out now, everywhere on Backwood Studios. Shouts to the Wrecking Crew, shouts to Call Out Culture. Shouts to Willie Green, shouts to Billy Woods at Backwood Studios. Shouts to Shrapnel. Shouts to Brain Orchestra, Denmark Vesey, Messiah Music, Small Professor, Fresh Kills. Willie Green, myself, everyone that handled the beats, everyone that delivered the, the rhymes. AJ Swade, Henry Canyons, Castro Zilla, yeah. Fielded and Lucid. And Marcus Penn on the cuts. Dr. Quandry on the art. Pick it up wherever you pick up music. Thank you. Peace. The shortest story of a flock of blues and no less true. How'd you guys pick your band name? Where'd it come from? Um... Okay, have you ever seen the movie Starsky and Hutch with Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson? Of course. Okay, so you know the like the scene where Ben Stiller and Harmar Superstar are having a dance off. Yes. So Patton Oswalt is doing like play by play of the dance off. Okay. And at one point he just, oh my god, this is disco warfare. This is disco Vietnam. <laughs> and I look at my brother, and my brother looks at me, and disco Vietnam was born. Whoa. This is 2005. This is disco warfare. This is disco Vietnam. Oh, that's yeah. crazy. I should I should get that and make that my drop. <laughs> you have to do Griff. I haven't even thought to do that. Dude, Griff until this shit, moment. Um, I was watching TV randomly and I caught Griff's drop. It's from fucking um Back to the Future 2 when Marty oh, walks nice. into the future cafe. Yeah, for sure. And instead of Biff, it's Griff. Right. The, the the grandson he's of Griff. Biff. He goes, he's Griff. Yes, and Griff has been using that for fifteen fucking years. It is beat That's awesome. And what I does it say? What does she say? In in Back to the Future too, <laughs> when Marty McFly goes to the Future Cafe, like the retro Future Cafe in twenty twenty, whatever it is, twenty twenty one, twenty fifteen. Oh wait, okay, I found it. It's on Fireside Chats, I think. What? Yeah. Oh, the, uh, the line you say? Rocking on- double backwards hoodie, like I'm Martin with the Remy T-shirt, can't pull it. Oh, rock and black. Oh, it's um, it's uh, never Iscariot. Never Iscariot. Yep, of course. And I say, uh, um, uh, thanks, Spike. He told the story. Drink champs here with Nori. Got some skunk and white owls. Meth went, lent me shorty. 
That's a line for Vietnam disco god beats caviar. There it is. There it is. Bomb. Like, I would have caught that. I don't know because I can't even. It's I, I'm kind of spazzing on the track, so I, I'm doing a weird flow. But yeah, so it's on Jason Griff project. So if you want to, you can. That's you can use it as a drive, whatever you need. That's a salute. That's a tip of the cap. There you go. My hat's back. One with the asterisk. Let's go work. No asterisk. <laughs> I love it. You know, the, the kid who works for me is like 27. I always tweet about him as like the young millennial. He was yeah. like, his one friend said to him, he's like, yeah, I still think the best comedy I've ever seen is Starsky and Hutch. I'm like, who, who fucking, what, what 26 or seven year old is like Starsky and Hutch? Yeah, I, like, I haven't thought about comedy. that movie. And oh, wait, the, the, the Ben, ben Stiller one? one Wilson joint. Oh, God, I'm Vince thinking Vaughan. of the show. Yeah. Jason, Jason Bateman's in that shit too. He's it's this, this they, slimy they, accountant. It did okay. Like I like when Ben Snoop. Stiller's not not doing too out there, but he's like sticking to like a character that he's made. Yeah. I like that. Like that works for me. Um, it's so just something kinda... about the. It was just something about those two words next to each other. <laughs> it's just that like just I don't know. It just sparked something, and now it's like what I name everything I do, no matter what I do. Like if I, write, if I write a book, it's gonna Disco be Vietnam. by Disco Vietnam. Yeah. Oh, I thought we were still talking Starsky and Hutch. I just love you. Can you and believe Kenny. they came up with that in a damn boardroom? They were all sitting on the table. <laughs> what do you want to name this show? Starsky. Ah, uh, Starsky. That's not good enough. We need something else. What so about wait. Hutch, boss? So wait, did all all the rap names like Love Bug Starsky? Is it because of that? Like all no. the eighties so names, seventies, eighties. Um, no. Is, is so Coke, right? Yeah, Ski is pretty much Coke. Like ski slopes, so but if you they, they kind a of lot of people star ski, yeah, but a lot of people would use ski as a suffix, right? Star ski, star whatever, star right. ski. So, so you ski. just put it at right. the end of, of your name just to make it hip hop. So even if you weren't coked out, your name dash dash ski, like just to right. But I'm um, saying, what like, you call they, they, is, um, did they get it from the cool. show specifically? That's my question. No, black people don't watch star ski. Huh? We watch that shit. <laughs> Yeah. They let us look. Dukes has it fool us once. Starskin Hutch is like fool us twice. Because we used to like Dukes guys. One day I was like, asking my friends, like, you see that Confederate flag? And we stopped following it. It's shit. very prominent with Duke and them. It is. When oh, they yeah. make the jumps, they always, the call always kind of veer sideways. Always like some sideways <laughs> jump over the hay just to get a full. Yo, that, that, ah. that, show, that show is like straight up marketing for like. Southern culture, the flag. It's about well, the South. It's and that, about... that, that car they were running moonshine in like 1976. There's still there was no need to run moonshine in 1976. <laughs> the they were, they were moonshine uh, runners. Were they always getting, were they yeah. always getting involved with some towns thing like 18? That's how they would get down, right? They would help no, out. They would help or out, they, but they were they were criminals running basically on running the run, through, right? Illegal yeah. booze. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like you can't just go to fucking. St- that's insane. Yeah. That and wait, were they getting choice by Boss Hog and or is that? Yeah, that's Boss right? Hog and Roscoe Pico Train. <laughs> this this is. And then Cletus was in it as well. There's a dude named Cletus, who Cletus. I think was like the mechanic. Man, the only thing I remember mainly was Confederate flag, of course. And hey, there's no there's no no doors on the car. Yeah. Mm. So he has to jump across the hood. I mean, that would be cool. You couldn't fuck around. That was some cool shit. Jumping across the hood, no, no uh, doors. But why wow. would they just get doors? Like after a couple of chases, when they having trouble, like yeah, we should put some doors on this shit wow. just to make it a little easier. But I, anyway, Night Rider was like, look, I'm the ultimate car, so um, <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't too long for me. And especially the Night Rider augmented there... when they 
but they brought the black guy. <laughs> Wasn't in there a show the where there was like a man that turned into a car? There was a cartoon. The car. There was, and there was a live action show. There was a live yeah. action, and it was a cartoon. Well, but there was the old school, like my, my mother, the car, like in the fifties or something. We talking about like um, like that. Bugly, but the mother was like, reincarnated as a car. Okay. Turbo Teen was the dude that would turn into right. a car. Right, and, and then, then Auto Man was the TV show <laughs> who turned it, but and, and he was like that blue, blue neon car person, Auto the Man. Auto Man, right? <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. what else? What else is the living? I remember car? Turbo Team. Bugsy, okay, I remember this show now. The, Beetle, the what's that? Oh, Herbie the Love Bug. Herbie, there he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah number yeah. five. Bringing it back to Love Bug Starsky. There it is. Oh, We're oh, circular yeah, with see, this. No, this is all white shit. And then of course Christine. Yeah, which yeah, is the greatest car ever. Yeah, this is a heavy like 1970s. It's chatting time. So. No, Christine has one major plot floor, um, plot hole. The fat kid running up the alley. <laughs> because you could have just ran up over the car. Unless Christine opened up a hood and snatched him like a mouse, like they live. Like, you had options on me. Like, they really just put fat people out there. Like, a fat person in a chase has no chance, has no ingenuity. Can't get away for no reason from a car <laughs> squeezing itself into an alley that can't fit. Oh my god! Come on, man, you gotta do better. All I gotta say, and, Keith Gordon should have been a much bigger star. And Between, the way the car chased him into the alley, if y'all remember, he was like mm-hmm. running in the street. He could have went a million places. The car was just like, oh shit! Uh, Yo, he the dude that was like the kid from Christine and also um, the Rodney Dangerfield son in Back to School. Oh, yes. He directs mad episodes of Fargo. Oh wow! Sure, all right. Stay in the, stay, yo, stay in the game, man. Back to Got one foot in. Wow, stay in the game. It's like those oh, Van Patten kids. I think um, something like that. Is this something like that with Chunk and Goonies? Is he uh, um? Is he behind the camera now? He might be. He Let's might see. be doing some. I shit. I think I might have heard that. I always and forget. Fred Dan. Savage is heavy in the behind the behind the curtains. Zach oh. Braff is killing it. Mm. There it is. Yeah. Yo, I like, that, I like that. I like that. Robert Downey Jr.'s character in Back to School. His name is Derek Lutz. <laughs> oh, I love the Lutz. There was a. It was always a Lutz. Derek I Lutz, Lutz, played by Downey Jr. Lutz. It's so 86. funny when you see them young playing. Yo, I would love because remember if back you, in the day, you could be a thirty-year-old playing in high school. Of course, if, so if you like, saw Downey, it'd be funny. Like, yo, loved you back to school. Like, you don't say yo, shit about Marvel. He was also in Weird Science. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's a brother, the fucking, he's a and then Johnny B. Good. Oh, he wanted Johnny B. Good um, with him and yeah, Uma. He dumped, he dumps the slush on Wyatt and uh, Gary. Love weird science. I love weird science. Didn't they make and that I, a show too? Yeah, they did, they yeah. tried. They yeah. tried. What I loved was it was about that girl and stuff, but it was it it's it it stayed below the line of being too like sexual. It wasn't really all about that. Like I remember them kind of being friends with the girl. Yeah, yeah I was. It was. Like, I was. We were horny. Everyone teenagers. else was. I feel like everyone else. It was about the sex. But I think like when you really got into the story of the outcast kids, it it it, it didn't stay like like to me, what you gonna call it is about sex. It was a, oh, man, it I was a journey of self-discovery, though. What uh, what's the know, movie the... where they where they were looking through the um shower? Porky's. Porky's. Yes, yes. Now that's about Okay, sex. wait. So so yeah. when when they did the weird science show, the girl who played the chick was the the girlfriend from fucking Kingpin. Hell yeah. They got okay. her to be the main female. So I, I don't know if we got any Friday the Thirteenth heads here, but no. the uh, I don't the know the details. I've watched all was, uh, the, the girl that was killed in the inner tube in Friday the Thirteenth Part Four. <laughs> you, you, you you're... wait the inner tube or the sleeping bag? 
Not the, like the, the inflatable boat. She goes out to the water and Jason jumps up and stabs her through the. Oh, oh yes. my God. Yeah. Yes. And she, she, she actually caught hypothermia filming the scene. Is yeah, that, right. is that a three? Is that documentary the, on Friday is that the, the Jason 3D with the harpoon that comes to the camera? Is that one? No, that, that's part three. Okay. Yeah. I remember oh, that. Amazing. All right, let's, this is the one where Tommy Jarvis, uh, Corey Feldman kills Jason. Spoiler alert. And which one? Corey Feldman gets to kill him, Jason? Which one? On three? Corey Feldman killed Jason in part four. He put the machete in the side of his head. And oh, then he lands he on the machete that. and his head slides down the machete. Ooh. And deeper in. It's the best he had to negotiate that. Corey Feldman, one time, the man once on top. Pre-Goonies. Like horror movies. You don't like them? You know what I mean? I don't like, I don't like them. Uh, he's, he's, he, likes, he likes the Muppets and shit. I like them. I saw a Poltergeist when I was five in a theater. I Oof. saw Jaws when I was like five. What the fuck? In the theater, <laughs> I was terrorized. Terrorized. I spent like the yeah. whole year thinking I had a bunk bed. <laughs> Every time they turned off the lights, I was like, my room filled up with water. Oh and Jaws was going to jump up and get me. I didn't yeah. think he would get my brother on the bottom half of the bunk bed. He was just Zilla, coming for me. Zilla's right. I do like the Muppets. You're a big Muppet guy. <laughs> You're a big Muppets guy. All right, let's you know talk me. About you know let's me too well. Shit. I do. Let's do it. All right, talk. right. Let's talk bars. Wait, right. So wait, was... I got questions for you because this is like a real hook heavy record. Like some of these yes. songs have like three hooks on them. Correct. Talk to me about your evolution as a hook writer. Boom. Um, my evolution. Um, everything's a hook. Everything is a hook. Um, yeah. Yeah. So when we did uh when we did ninety six, my back then my my writing time was very limited. My son was much younger, so I was trying to make kind of like one verse songs with hooks you know what i mean yeah and uh because what's name what's name has that one song um bronson has that song uh it's called chop 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 on a blue chip 7000 it's the best derringer beat ever and it's a long joint and it's just him doing a hook he kind of like fucks around and kind of raps a little bit and then it's just the hook and I, and then it's just the beat and I played that song, and I'm like, this is crazy. He's barely even rapping on this shit, but it's just, it's something you want to keep going back to. So when we did, like, uh, when we did, like, um, what's the shit? East Bay Catalog for me and Barry off that album. 2000 Maxima, East Bay Catalog, 22 Outfits, and a Mike Jack Mazel Top. So I did that joint. That's, like, one verse, but it's a bunch of hooks. And then, like, Win Duffy with the expert, you know, off that record, same thing. It's just one long verse and then a whole outro hook. And so I think, you know, we, we've all hit that phase of like, we're not really going to be writing three verse songs anymore, but yeah. I feel like people were just not talented <laughs> because they're getting by doing two verses and really nothing memorable. And then naming the song like fucking cocaine capoeira on the, the <laughs> steps of the Louvre. I'm like, your song ain't about shit. Like your song is about nothing. And that's cool once in a while to have a song like that on a record where you're just snapping and you just name it, whatever. But I was just, you know, after diving through that much rap in the last three, four years, it just got, got played out to me. It's just wild formulaic and stupid. And I was just like, there needs to be something memorable when I make this shit. You know what I mean? Because I want to perform these songs. And I'm not interested in performing songs where I just stand there and try to be like, oh, be awed by these crazy bars like you guys all know when, you, when you're doing shows like motherfuckers ain't 
they're not dying to like no. dissect your lyrics live. No. They want to have a good time and catch what's going because the sound may be shitty, your mic, you know, your voice. Like there's so many variables. But when you do those hooks live and you can kind of rock with it, then people catch that part. And then and then they may catch like one or two lines they like at the show. You know what I mean? So when we just did this 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 parts of this album live at the Prem show a couple weeks ago, that was like, you know, me me trying these joints out. And it was cool to do, you know what I mean? But to really go back to your St. Alaska, it's like I've always, I've always wanted, I, I always love hooks. I don't, I've never been a type who, who just couldn't come up with hooks. And, you know, I, I try to make them as simple as possible. And then if I can't, if I can't think of one, then I'll go to cat like Castro doing a hook on knife behind the smile with shells, mm-hmm. rest in peace. I, I came to him and was like, I want you to do like a, like, like a 60 second assassin hook. Like from, um, what's the shit I told you from uh, Supreme? Uh, um, stay true. The streets is true. rough out here. The crack game came and had its year. What is a man to do? Stay true. Stay. Because I, I remember I kept playing that song. I'm like, that song's 90 seconds, you know? And then like, it's so memorable, but it's it's like this long. So mm-hmm. um, I remember I saying to Castro, I was like, yo, hook something up. And he's like, oh, I'll do something. He's like, you know, and he's like, so, oh. Me, oh, me, oh, my. And you yeah. just kind of flipped it on his shit um, to be really, really memorable, mm-hmm. you know, to do it like that. So, you know, I alive like I gave him that beat. I was like, this beat's crazy. I was like, I don't know what to do with this. I want you to shape it and I'll build a song. So he just he just sent it back to me. So he came up with that. And then I kind of okay. around. That shit wallaby dreams. Because he says wallaby dreams in his rhyme. So the song wasn't yeah. even called that. So I just kind of like did some surgery on that shit. Um Merv Griffin is just kind of like some rhyme and shit, you know. Vegas, Vegas, Vic to me, that was like a Cameron joint. You know what I mean? It felt like yeah. a Cam song where he mm. would just like, he would have like a lot, like Cam has a lot of, like a lot of space in his songs, whether it's Dipset or his shit. Like Cam does not overload you with bars. Like he gives it a lot of room. So then when he says some shit, like even on like Dipset, you know, Zine is fiending. I really mean it. Guns I'm squeezing. Gonna theme and leaning on your Dina. I really I'm mean not, it. Not, you know what I mean? Like he yeah. just... Yeah. Oh. It's like that, 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 that means what's he say is like that, that means you very slow. Clive from the Maury show, like his everything he does is like a hook, you know, what I mean, the way Cam rhymes. Yeah, so it was like trying to hit those spots and make it stand out because in an era when people just want to hear two bar grimy loops with, dr- with no drums and just dudes talking about you know fucking drugs or whatever they rap about, like I was like, whoa, like it's like Yiddish Pimps is the only one, like, which, which is no hook. You know what I mean? Like, because me and Prem just had fun that day, but yeah, everything else. Yeah, you bounce it back yeah, and forth through the whole thing. When you go back and forth, you don't really need to do hooks. Right. It's, yeah, it's, it's already right, yeah. Exactly. So even like Castro doing the one on Wreck, Wreck Havoc, like that was all him, you know, doing the J Tread shit and just flipping that and having fun with it. And like favors are bad news. Like just to me, it's like it has to, it has to do it. I don't know. I, I, I'm just a fan of my favorite songs have hooks <laughs> i'm just 
I don't know why it, this has always been like that. Like I, I'm not the guy that's like, I want to hear the dude go off 64 bars. That's my favorite song on the record. I love that, but it's not, that's not my shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Well, I'm so, going to talk. Oh, go ahead. Keep going. On. No, I was just going to say, oh. there's, there's a lot of songs about like girls on this record too. Yeah, like too. There's a lot, man. There's a lot of little like things in there. Like, your exes follow your other exes on Instagram. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, just, like, weird little, like, old girlfriend grievances in there. Yeah, Maybe yeah. I'm, like, conflating that with some other shit, too, like, on the joint that we did for Ray. But uh, there, yeah. there seems to be, like, some some accounting that's going on here. Some so let me let me piggyback off that. So I wanted to talk about that. So I wanted to talk about the Russian doll nature of the record in the sense that you called it Vegas, Vic. Mm-hmm. There are some gambling kind of tropes in ephemera, but that's not necessarily what the lyrics are about. So how are you able to get off like this Hydra head, like double helix meaning like, you know, the imagery and aesthetics are leading you to, to think one thing, the lyrics are another, like tie that, tie that together. Um, I think it was, I mean, to, uh, to, to answer Alaska's point, your point, bro, it's like, I was just, I was just making shit. You know what I mean? I was, I wasn't really being conscious about anything. So Anything I was saying about exes, these are just like random thoughts I'll just have, you know what I mean? Like, and as you know, and the way I when, when I write and I'm just having fun with it and driving or just like doing something with my son and like a line will hit me in my in my brain and I'm like, oh, I got to use this for something. Like Vamoose, you know, same thing. Like that hook, like you want to cut someone off, just start a family. Like I remember just yeah. thinking that one day, I'm like, man, all all the problems I have with cats over the years, it didn't have to be theatrics and meltdowns and sit downs and fucking threats and i want to see you or blocking people like that would have all been resolved if i just got married younger like them dudes would have been gone you know what i mean i know what castro's saying though um like there is no it's not really a concept to the record but that's a testament to why it's so important to have great artwork like (laughs) people think that there's this like through line for all the songs but really it's just well sequenced and the artwork is awesome fuck yeah Yes. Yeah, it ties all together, but it's like it's right. but truth be told, you're not <clears throat> you don't have no songs about like late night at the Bellagio. Like that's not really what's going on. Right. No. Or you you in the number hole and shooting your way out. That's not I mean, really what's I'll happening. say this. There, there's a lot of references to money. There's a lot, there's a then lot they, of money there talk. it is. So so so, so is there like is that the overarching thing if you if you if you if there was one? per se like yeah 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 because it's just yo man it's double down or or, or leave or no you know what it is it's like we in our genre the lane of rap we do you know we we might said this on the show before like talking about money has never really been acceptable you know what i mean or not in a practical sense yeah like it's exaggerated senses we talk money but not yeah it's not it's not really used as a trope the same way like smoking weed is or you know you know, being nicer than whoever the fuck. So I was always pushing against that because I was like, yeah, but most of the rap I like just in my life, dudes talk about money. You know what I mean? Like in a real way, whether they're bragging about, you know, wild jewelry shit or talking about the deals they did. So I was like, yo, like I think about money all the time. You know what I mean? Like I, I think about making it, what I'm going to do with it, where it's going to go, who I owe it to. <laughs> so I was like, if I'm thinking about money a lot, then it's weird if I don't put it in my bars because I'm an indie rapper. Like that's strange to me. So mm-hmm. that's not being really honest. And you know, a lot of discussions we have now about money is, you know, where is going to go next? Like, what 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 is it going to feed into 
to take care of the next thing, to take care of the next thing, you know, and for our families, for music, for merch and all that shit. So I, I think that's like the main thing. That's a common theme, even though you're right. It's not like, like oh, I'm at the Bellagio, you know what I mean? Like drinks right. are free, you know, the cigarette girls walking by, you know, it's not, it's not like that type of shit, but the art from PQ, like the original art is on one of the, um one of the, one of the test press variants where it's like, it's like a hand with a leather glove holding a cigarette mm-hmm. on the wheel. Like that was an image I had for years and years and years. I just saved somewhere and I, and I gave it to PQ. I was like, yo, just, just start with this. And then PQ was the one that was like, I think listening to this record, he was like, I think it should be like the color palette of like the old Vegas, like the golden nugget. Mm. I mean, the sands. He's like the kind of the Vegas. Yeah, he was like the muted like reds, like not this, not, not like the clean Vegas or like the glitzy Vegas people think of like the kind of gray, like cigarette smoke dust Vegas. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that was that was PQ's decision because he was like, I like that's the vibe I get from this album. I don't get like some, you know, shimmering glossy shit with, with like you know the sam rothstein you know like bright magenta or maroon right. coat, you know what i mean with with the cigar and the ascot he was like nah it ain't that so that was pq really like he he really aesthetically hooked it up with that color palette because I, I at first i was like i don't like i was like mm, the pictures i was sending him was more of the, the a typical vegas color strip right you know I mean? neon yeah 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 but he he kind of he honed in on this one and i was like once I saw everything, I'm like, yeah, he kind of made it more. I think it makes it more grounded to see those colors. You okay. know what I mean? Rather than like, because there are many people have done, you know, Vegas and gambling themed artwork. Yes. You yeah. know, and, and all genres. It's always like bright green, bright red with, you know what I mean? Like his shit is like, like 80s mod. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like beanbag chairs and things like that. But those type of colors, <laughs> right. like the oranges. Yeah, like the 80s, like cocaine decor like those those instagram accounts and shit like yeah it's more like that but he went the other way with it shouts to pq dope 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 alaska you got any particular bars you want to ask the kid about you i don't have any other than like i really want to know about that instagram one (laughs) oh why do my exes follow my exes on instagram yeah um yeah it was I just remember that. I remember like I remember thinking some of my friends follow some of my exes on Instagram. Okay. And I remember that because shouts to Jeff Weiss. He said some shit to me about one of my exes. And I was Thanks like, how to the Jeff fuck? Weiss? Yeah. And I was like, how the fuck do you know that? And he was like, Oh, I still follow her. I'm like, bro, we broke up like in 2011 or 12. Yeah, but uh, to, <laughs> but and and in that effect, like that type of uh, housekeeping, that's your responsibility. Like I don't remember I followed this person or not. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like it's it's it was yeah. just I just a funny idea. And then I remember thinking like, oh, I know this one ex of mine was cool, or like they're like they're not following, like they're like checking in, you know, on the low, like seeing yeah. what's happening in the world with this other mm-hmm. person, mm-hmm. or like keeping tabs on you quietly and doing whatever. So yeah. I just thought it was like a funny thing to throw in there. Cause again, it was just like popped in my I, mind. I think it's a great line. <laughs> um, and then I want to know a little bit more about like 10 deep with six packs, because I feel like there's more to that. That was story. like a story of, well, no, I yeah. just feel like it's like a story of like my youth as well. Like I yeah. know that story. Yeah. That, that um, was, that was, that was basically a typical evening, a typical Friday or Saturday night when I was, 
17 to 20 years old. Like yeah. that, that was all, all of those weekends in one day, in one song. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it was like some shit that happened to me when I was 17, shit that happened when I was 20, shit would happen when I was 19. Like it was all of that. And it was so, like, so uh, for people who haven't heard the, the record, tell them sort of what the song's about. So it's really about, um, it's really about just being like carefree and wild and just being outside, like just getting with girls. And then the next week you're planning on getting with a girl. And then all of a sudden she's getting with some other dude and you're wild salty about it, but you don't, you can't look like you care, but you're a little hurt. And then, um, and then you like, you're, you're going to strip clubs and then, you know, you're killing time before you go to strip clubs here to park, like drinking on a bench you know, or after the strip club closed and you don't feel like going home, so you go back to the park and drink on the bench, then you make a diner and get Joey breakfast at five in the morning. Blow the base out. Megan grabbed me on the park bench, we had to make out. Uh, she walked away with my Texas Rangers hat. I got it back, it smelled like a cigarette pack. I didn't notice, she chewed winter fresh back to back. I had a knack for bad girls, I was attached. Maybe put her in the two seat, we climbed back. But she cut me off and that was that. Uh, my man's chick was stabbed right in front of his crib. The long knife, Mr heart by an inch he tried to be a good guy he dipped he couldn't see her walk around forever with a permanent limp i stood in mad circles but i rarely ever spent because thug rapper mafioso rap was the lick 3 a.m leave all the clubs where they strip to sit on the park benches 40 we would sip maybe pull a folding chair from the freaking trunk and then sit back 10 deep with six packs Anymore, that shit ain't happen. I'm a rapping ass dad rapping this while my son's Yo, napping. Let's take a long walk around the park after dark. Let's take a long walk. Yeah. And then, but back then, like, you know, pre internet, pre cell phones, like, you just hear of stories. So, like, the story, the line I say where I was like, um, my man's chick was stabbed right in front of his crib, the long knife, Mr. Harpine, and then she tried to be a good guy, but he didn't. He couldn't see her walking forever with a permanent. That, that happened. So dude, yeah. I, I, I grew up with, I actually actively didn't like most of my life, but I remember hearing that story and I was like, oh shit, that is crazy. And then I remember when I heard he, he broke up with her, I'm like, well, he's been a fucking asshole since we were six years old. Like, of course he did that to her. And I would see that girl still <laughs> walking around a certain neighborhood when I would deliver pizza because she lived in a certain, like a rich Italian mafia neighborhood. So I would, every time I would see her, I'm like, that's the girl that got stabbed that such and such broke up with after she got stabbed for him because some other girl was having beef and it was crazy so it was like shit like that just like these beats it's weird you know what i mean like i don't know about you guys when you're writing some shit like sometimes you set out to have like here's the concept here's the hook here's where i'm gonna go with this and other times the beat comes on and you just start you start going places you haven't thought about in 18 years or people you know what i mean like you're like, where the fuck is this coming from? And you're just like, I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna go with it. You know what I mean? And just, and then once I finished it, that's when I was like, you know, f- flipping the hook. You know what I mean? Like about the park, because for me, yeah. like the park was like the genesis of all this shit. You know what I mean? Because the Jill Scott Philly right. shit. Exactly. So like flipping it, and I was like, same thing with that. It was like, yo, that's that's 20 years old now. Like that's fair game for us to use. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like that song's old now. We could use whatever we want. Yeah, it was it, it definitely like I listened to that song and I think about, you know, like growing up and being in high school and like getting a six pack and hanging out with a girl in the park. Yeah. And then like, you know, it seems like something's going to happen. Then like two weeks later, you're both dating different people. Right. Yep. And she, you just yeah. go home. Yep. You know, but like yeah. the, yeah, the yeah, line yeah, about magical. pulling lawn chairs out of the trunk. Yep. 
and sitting like in the you know in the middle of a park drinking. I was like, wow. Yeah, ten deep with six packs. <laughs> like that was yeah. a, you pull out the folded chair, like just in a parking lot doing nothing. Yeah, <laughs> for no fucking reason. Just yeah. sit there. It's like, oh, it's nice out. Let's just pull out some chairs on asphalt and drink beer. And drink beer, yeah. Yeah, but the, the whole song started because I was driving through the city and there, there's a spot called the Basilica. That's where I graduated high school. And uh, it's like a big area called the Parkway. It's right where Castro shot the video for, um, what did you, with the blockhead joint, Castro? What was that, Mortimer Plano? Mortimer Plano. Yeah, right across the street where Castro shot okay. that video. It's a Basilica. It's a big, huge, like ancient Catholic church. And I remember driving by it and I just remember saying to myself, like, Basilica, like, that's such an ill word. And then I was like, we used to pray at the Basilica. Then I was just like, then I went home and played some Daz Dillinger. I was like, that that goes together. And then the song, yeah. just, <laughs> you know, it's like just seeing it and saying it. And I was like, that's funny. Basilica, Daz Dillinger. <laughs> um, Barry, did you have any particular bars that stood out once all was said and done? If you can't recall them, that's all good. But if anything... I love your verse on Merv Griffin Enterprises. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. that. I love, how it, I love how it comes in. Um, a lot going on there. Actually, I think I took the beginning of that from some Wu-Tang shit. You did. did you yeah, showing yeah, show up with the, the bank, bank and thrust. Yeah. Trust. Uh, yep. And um, Rec Nautilus, we... <laughs> Jamie Summers moving through the corridor. Yep. Z- Zilla yep. wanted the stems for that song. We were like, he was like, yeah, we need to like come on figure out a way to extend it and i was like no just like have it restart every time another rapper goes oh the loop oh nice that's why it's always like all right and it's it ends all right and it it, it succeeds and then then it starts again right and then you you kill it at the end oh man that was awesome and kenny was always like yo i love castro castro's vocals are perfect (laughs) (laughs) wave envy you put them together wave god i'm a wave god We've got, <laughs> we've got. The verse might be man, but the wave on the. <laughs> All right, dope. Yo, dope. wait, Alaska. When you say when you did the um, <laughs> the fucking Jeff Hornacek. Yes, you know, I look like it out Great of line. shape. Jeff Hornacek. <laughs> but you know what I love about your verse? I, I did that for the too. Bill Havichuk line. Like that had to set up that. the Bill Havichuk. Yes, line. I caught that. But yeah. Alaska makes he disses himself at the end of his verse by how he starts his own verse. Y'all want to catch that? Yeah. So oh, make it really but like I didn't mean it that say, Darko hey, caught yo. that too. But it don't matter. You start yeah. the verse, hey, yo, with a big one. It's not like yeah. one that just caught in the back, hey, yo, da 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 da. Not, it was, it's not a timing one. It's like an actual major ad lib. And then at the yeah. end, you say, fucking shit up, like when you say, hey, yo. Yeah. But I know why you did that. But yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I know I did that. Uh, what else stands out Kansas to me City is Shuffle. Yiddish pimps because mm. uh, we all that was like a real sesh, and I yes. hadn't had like a real sesh, and I've always dreamed of like having a real sesh where you're in the studio and everyone's there to do it. We're not fucking sending emails. Mm-hmm. I can't deal with it. It's not real. I've done the real thing. I know how it feels, and I don't like the email thing. Mm. So we're in the studio. And I'm so I'm looking forward to it. I got my blunts rolled. I got my computer ready to go. And I walk in and they already did it. <laughs> yeah, we did. They already did Yiddish Pimps. And I mm. missed it. And you ruined and his they, moment. And then they played no, it was perfect. They played it for me. And I was like, Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Yiddish Pimps. Hey. 
Nicky was a pimp, I could tell by his ice Hey, hey Categorically deny, see I wasn't present, your honor I was busy getting high, do my thinking on the fly Clinking both rocks, do my drinking with the rye Fresh out the nest, man, thinking I could fly Confidence abound, no hubris stripped down With the blinking of an eye Parts stripped down, hope this nigga still drive It's easy, visualize, let it sink into your mind Yo, Deacon was a pimp, I could tell by his eyes Deacon was a pimp, I could tell by his eyes Put his hands in the holy water, probably gonna fry Put his hands in the plate, man, we all gonna die Yo, property tax Tax breaks, churches are on here. Catch me out in Brooklyn with the homies wearing low gear. In the spot, Wait, we, we didn't finish the whole song. Nah, it was done. It was mostly done. And then it was done. In, and then you were like, we were like towards the end. Because I remember right. I ran I ran the one part by you. You were like, yo, go go higher with that shit. Yeah. When, when, we, when me, him, and Prem record, he gives Prem zero notes. And he gives me 80 notes. And then yeah. Alaska came through the last time. He gives Alaska zero notes. And he says to me, do, do 17 Wait, more that's takes. not true. That's not true. <laughs> that's not true. Alaska got zero notes from this going to be a dollar and a quarter. The no, last I don't call them it. notes. It's just we're <laughs> struck. We're constructing something. I know. I'm like, no, all but right, so you go this. You give, you give Alaska and Prem zero constructions. That's why we're looking. Shut up. Because we're professionals, well, man. Well, they fucking nail it. No, Prem doesn't get. I don't know that. I record a lot with Prem. Prem gets no notes. No notes. He just. I'm the one that time. tells Prem. No, fucking fuck all that. I'll tell Prem to do it again. Fuck that shit. <laughs> um, but I'm the only. I'm like the only one. I'm like, ah, do another one. Because mm-hmm. Prem I will watched, do it I himself. I watched the notes through all the other verses. I was like, all right, I know what I got to do. Uh you did, did, shit. Did. Yeah, you did go yeah. last on, on the, yeah, the moon. The moon. Yeah, that's all. No, that's that LL smooth, <laughs> smooth operator at the end of everything. Yeah. Smooth yes. out there at the end of the at the end of the yeah, session. You know, Everybody's you know left. good at Prem is good at like when you just turn the beat on and he's got to kill four bars and he just says shit. He's so good at that shit. Like he'll just, I don't know what you're talking about. Be, Every song I got cool. with my partner, that's why I love 80, Bourbon He got thirty bars. Yes. I don't know. There's not one song with me and Prem. We got four bars. No, no, I'm, say, I'm saying, yeah, like, but Yiddish pimps was like it was the only time he and I have ever done a song where he goes first because he's never the first guy. Mm-hmm. And even on the Wrecking Crew album, he doesn't go first so far. No, he's not a first guy. He's not a first guy. He, but that's just like guy. his writing and his pace. So what for him to open for him to close? He doesn't Vetiver, set it off like that. Yeah, for him to close. He Vetiver, can, but he just right, of course right. Of course. So having him having him close Vetiver, where I told him to go Ghostface with it on Cam A, I'm like, yo, just go long, just take. He loves that assignment. Yeah, Prem loves when you tell him, "Hey, man, you don't have to count you." But he's like, oh, "Really? Yeah, okay, just go long." <laughs> and trust then, me, Shrapnel is very familiar with the bar discrepancies. <laughs> yes, so then, on the first record. But then having him open when I, I, I think, I think, I, I think I said, "Let's put Yiddish pimps on," and then you were, you were first, were kind of hesitant, but then you were like, "Yeah, this is great." And then I asked Prem if it was cool, and he said, "Of course." And only then did I realize like he closes and then opens. Cause, but I just I just like the, the difference in vibe between Vetiver and Yiddish Pimps. I was like, oh, small pro into a disco Vietnam beat, I think is fucking perfect. And so hearing him, you know, be like this, talking about like Elvis Costello raincoats and all this shit. And then all of a sudden him being like, Deacon was a pip. I could tell by his eyes. Hey, like he's. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun. He's cool. Exactly. Like him him being the, the, the bravado troubadour and then him being like a rapping ass dude. Within like ten seconds is the coolest shit to me. I'm trying to get him to sing. That's like my assignment. Mm. I want to make I want to make Prem Rock into a crooner. Yeah, in a rap milieu, which I like. That would be fucking cool. 
He's got it. He could do it. He's got you know the me? baritone. Yeah. He, he could do it. Nice. What um all right before we close Crash out test on, dummies. This, <laughs> on this wonderful <laughs> sesh. I like how you, I like how Barry says sesh. Um can we can y'all speak to the brevity of the record? The Illmatic-ish nature nah, of Jake Holish. Illmatic's an just, EP. No, not, we're not doing that. And trust, because if you unless you want me to raise my damn voice, we're not doing that. Just that the nature of the 10, the 10 pop, like you know, 11. Uh, it's 11, like, it's 11 I know, yeah. but it but you know what I mean. Like that's the, the essence is the 10 pop. It's like a dozen eggs, like standard. 11. It's not 10 and it's not a dozen. It's 11. What the fuck are you Lord of mercy, about? what the fuck? Do you hear what are I'm you saying? Suggesting that Vegas Vic is an EP. I'm suggesting <laughs> that y'all are getting on my damn nerves, and you know what the fuck I mean. The album is in the vein of a 10 to 13 track album, which okay, is in the vein right. of a dozen now eggs, which is it. in the vein of the baker's dozen, which is in the vein of Illmatic with 10 tracks, which that is in the okay. vein of some J. Cole stupid ass albums <laughs> with 10 tracks, which is in the vein of some stupid ass West Side, well, some yeah, West Side like, Gun projects that are nine yeah, but, tracks. Yeah, but like Illmatic has nine tracks. <laughs> I, didn't I tell him not to? <laughs> I know I told him not to. And half because I, I like tell a Alaska, record. I tell Alaska not to, and he doesn't listen. <laughs> so Barry, you need to understand. Alaska has the lion bites to prove. Stop fucking playing with me with this non shit. Nah. Who's not? Who's not? <laughs> <laughs> he, then he does this. See, oh, stop. Ah. <clears throat> Yo, <clears throat> that new album sucks. As long as it's fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, it does not. Hey, yo. It's too dry. Speak well, to the eleven invasion. tracks. Invasion. Not too, not too many. Invasion. Not too, invasion. You know, yeah. The uh, the, the bear's songs? porridge. Yes. Is, was that was that deliberate? Was that um, some editing? Um, how did that go? Well, uh, I yeah. cut I cut tracks from it. Yeah. It, it was longer. 13. It could have been, been thirteen. Been so you're saying it was an LP? Now it's an EP. Right. Oh we were God. like, it's it's a that piff EP. <laughs> it's more like compact. <laughs> I like things that are compact. It's a maxi. It's a maxi. <laughs> Uh, Alaska, yes. I swear, man, I'm coming it's, to New York tomorrow. It's a laser disc. And if I, and if a, I find my way Japanese to where you're at, up in the sticks, I'm fine. Okay. So okay. I'll be there for a few Come we'll, we'll, we'll right. cook out. Uh, um, yeah, we will. Well, you know what? You know what? I, Live I really at like, the barbecue. Um, <laughs> back Overrated. to the grill again. We're getting your fucking face beaten. <laughs> back to the grill again. Um, the grill again. I think, uh, so you know, actually... Um, I really liked a couple years ago. Uh, what was that Fonte album he did? Uh, uh, not no say no more. No, yes, yes. And I liked how he phrased it when he was like, "It's an album made for adults who have other shit to do." Mm. Is that the one and with was, good jeans on it? Yeah, it, and it's yeah. one where the video where like it's like a one shot video at the very yeah, end. Yeah, he's, he's wearing yeah, he's wearing um, the robe yeah. and all that stuff, and he talks through it. Like yeah, he's in the hallway. Dope. Yeah, good yeah, jeans, yeah. expensive jeans. That's on expensive that jeans. Yes. Yeah. I think I think that's like ten songs, something like that. It's ten mm -hmm. songs, and yeah. that was his whole thing. Was like, yo, we're parents, we're adults, we got other shit to do. I don't have time to sit here and go through your two albums, your seventy six tracks, where you're trying to figure yourself out. Fuck all that. This, this is. I got twenty eight minutes. I got thirty one minutes. And I'm, I'm glad you explained it that way. That's aside from it. the Nas bashing, we we just did. But no, the point is, I was asking because you, as an artist, as you get older, you do. That's a hard, it's a hard, it's a hard plateau to stand on to right. make an album that short. You just don't, you feel uneasy because it's just the law of averages. If if people don't like three songs, you only got mm -hmm. eight left. 
I never even so, thought about it like that. That's, that's how I think about it. So it's like yeah, the, the, you know, when you when you're sitting there, life or death with each song. When it's short as albums, it could tilt in against you quicker. You know what I'm saying? There's four or five. Yeah. There's four four bad songs on an eleven song album. But then it's also that's why 16. we put five dollar guard first. Behind. Correct. But but at the same time, what I'm saying is it takes you a while to get there. When you start, you're doing twenty something records or you're listening to albums or 20 something on it if you're right. not into practice then you settle into like the 16 17 with skits and all of that stuff but i feel like sometimes it's a bravery to cutting out the fat and leaving the strongest 10 11 yeah. 12 13 and yeah. letting that live so i we, salute y'all I, I think the thank you I, I think all of us have experienced as being dedicated rap maniacs forever is most rap albums in history up until the most recent past were too long and didn't age with 17 joints because maybe you only needed those core eight records or even right. the core six records and everything else is kind of like, okay, it was cool at the time. Cause I was only going to get this person's the age of the skip years, around three years, right? The age of the skip around. Yeah. That's how I met you Zilla. What? Doing what? You were writing those uh, articles for Jeff. I feel like we knew each other before that, bro. I feel I like know, way man. before that way, before maybe that. six degrees of set, but he's saying, I love, like, when, he really I love when you don't remember how you met someone. I, and then, I and then you tell the other that. person. Then you tell the other person when they remember better than you. Yeah, I think it was way before <laughs> I was doing that. Um, but yeah, I just think it's. I don't. I don't have time to fuck around, and I don't have anything like that interesting or important to say. I need to stretch it out. Sixty nine minutes of your time. I just right. maybe I will. I, I just not currently. I don't have time for that. Like even me and Ray, you know, doing an EP, we extended it to an album on the CD. But like even that is ten songs. You know what I mean? Fuck it. And shoot, it's also the nature of the business. 44 minutes and under to get it on one plate of vinyl. True. Shoot shoot for that, exactly. ladies and gentlemen. Don't be playing around with the two plates, 60-minute nah. albums and all that. Like, make that the digital. Chop yeah. the hell out of that thing for the vinyl. Yeah, like 11 because... songs, 31 minutes for us. I mean, that's solid. You know what I mean? Yeah, it exists. Like, Van Moose is not even two minutes. That, that's that's my dream to not make You know, you know me, song. man. I'm allergic to the three verses. Nah, fuck that. Is me. I wake up in the middle of the night. Oh, three verses. Oh, <laughs> Who did that? Who made that a thing? Like that it was you had to do three. Karis one. I think it was just the industry forever. Yeah, it was, but they, it was like you know, I guess most because there were groups with three dudes. Three verses too. Right. But an R and B mm. song with the number of words they use translating to a rap song now we're like, yeah, we're into the four and five minute joints. But I, I always thought it's like Karis one because I say that, you know, much love to Chris, but he didn't have a lot to say. So after the second verse, he was kind of done. So the fact that he would manufacture another third verse, that would stand out for me. LL Cool J, same difference. Right. Like pretty long verses, even if he had, I remember Cool J songs, even if it was one verse, it was pretty long. But I think that was the, that was the norm back then. Um, no, hundred percent. Yeah. You know, everyone did that. So just, I just, I just remember the feeling of like being gassed starting performing song yeah no like just writing the third oh verse. god yeah. yeah i was yeah. always like this and i remember someone told me like yo use the first verse as the third verse because you have more energy you're stronger at the beginning you're more excited when you write the mm. first verse okay so, but that is the third verse and then the third verse needs to like be a placeholder or just be competent to get to the second and third i have a different philosophy go on one time, uh, one time I was working with Prophet, this is way back in the day, and we were on our way to the studio, and he had his three verses, and as we're driving to the studio, he, he you know, spits the whole thing for me, and the third verse was the best, 
So I was like, make that your first verse and write two more verses. Mm. And he did. So getting got so rid of the other two five verses. verses. That sounds like shells. Yes, it does sound like shells. She would have done that. Right, five verses, and then your three ah. verses are very strong. But the thing is, people just want to, like you're saying, they get gas. Yes. Yeah, well, there's a hip hop upbringing maybe. to it because mm-hmm. I can rewrite verses and stuff. All right, mm-hmm. so I came up in groups, so I was responsible for one verse and one verse only on yep, most songs, right. yep, and maybe a half of a piece <laughs> of a hook. So yep. when I went solo, which I did not want to do, it was not in my plans. Me I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I would write one verse, I was like, "I gotta write two." Nah, I rem- I remember being early. You can even ask. So I was really early in the one long verse or two verses, and I'm out of there because I was not interested. I had a philosophy that if I my skill level was lacking if I couldn't get my thought across in those two verses. Like, what am I doing mm. if not being redundant or I haven't reached what I needed to reach and I need another verse, then something's right. lacking on the first two verses. For me, that's how I used to think about it. Right. And then, um, you know, it was just certain artists were doing it, Doom, um, Mark Marcy, uh, you know what I'm saying? And then, like like I said, I was in a group, so I like Daylight. They never had two verses on songs. They had one, and then he had one, and maybe they had two halves, and that was it. They, they would split it up, like two and yeah, two. Yeah. Four, there two would be one. some songs, it would be like two and one, but like, yeah. if one of them had two verses on it, the other one didn't even have another full verse. That was right. like almost standard. Right. Yeah, right. so, you know, it was just like, it was more economic, I felt, and then also, I just can't write like that. I write very strict 16s, and like, mm-hmm. now we're into the 70-something bar portion of the song like that's a that's that's a little too much for me so yeah and then also i i'll get off my own uh, stein but i i feel the value of hooks i don't think i'm the best at hooks but if i come up with a good hook i want to get back to that as quickly as possible so i'd rather have more hooks than verses on songs if that makes any sense yeah yeah hell yeah that's the the thing with uh my story with profit though is it wasn't that the third verse was the best verse or better than the other two it was that the third verse like revealed what the song was about mm. the first thing he said was nice weather and i was like that's the song mm. I love it. that's a fire song nice weather that's a type that i like better see a hot thing that i like that i might get a do slap box in the seal could fight better this is fresh white weather fresh light weather black barbecue do spinning on the wheels Shorties everywhere, ticking on the grill. This is ill, the way that every summer should feel. 20 years from on the pink color to fill. Dude still posting, block still hot. I remember hearing that beat. I'm like, listen to it because it's like the song has a story to it and and it's it's visual, has imagery. You know, it wasn't until the third verse that something was revealed about the song. And he's like, okay. And then the second, the fourth and fifth verses were easy. Mm. Yeah, because he created like the roadmap for the record. Right, because you say, oh, okay, there's a song here, not just like something we've stitched together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That shit is that. No. Dude, it's like when we do these pods, bro. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about some shit, and then minute 94, someone on the show says something. We're like, oh, that sums up Graham's his whole career. That sums mm-hmm. up Woodstock 99. Oh, that one thing. There it was. It took us an hour and 15 minutes to get there. That's the point of the whole fucking topic. Like, I just, it's just a compromise with myself. Like, I got a lot of songs to get through on these albums. Sure. Let me just make it a little easier on myself. I got a <laughs> lot to I'm memorize. I'm lazy, bro. I'm lazy. I got That's a lot it. to, the memorization is. myself. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm just like, I don't want to hear myself. And it's the memorization, shit. y'all. When son, when I got into my late 30s, this memorization thing has been a hurdle. I'm like, oh my God, I got to know these fucking songs for these shows and shit. Does Let me get in and out of here. Is anyone know a story shows, about uh, 
Busta Rhymes and ODB <laughs> about uh, how what? like Busta Rhymes was like afraid to do his solo album because he didn't know how to make one and it's like a lot of writing and yep. so like he like he drew inspiration from Old Dirty Bastard Return of the 36 Chambers and like talked to him about it like how to make mm. an album and how to do it in such a way that it's like you're not writing constantly right well there's got to be some holes in that story because Old Dirty doesn't remember making that record <laughs> And he also, so, you know, Bro- Brooklyn. He's on the mean, remix uh, of uh, yeah, Wuha. Yeah, of course. Yes. But I'm just saying, like, if you would have oh, said, um, get the paper, then cash check. Osiris down and ask them, like, you know, studio time and, you know, mm-hmm. scheduling. I don't think he could get into those details. But there is something that's, and that's a vibe record. Like, you know, yes. he went in there, to, you know, to handle. And there's a lot of help. So speaking mm, of the yeah. two or three verses, you do one verse and you got two other mans to come in and, you know, back clean up. There's a lot of that going on on the time yeah. 36, which helps. But that was also a woo standard, so it didn't seem out of place. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, we're um, you know, we're we're, we're off the beaten path. We got, we just wanted to say this is a great record, gentlemen. Yes, thank you. Um, thank you. Very good work, and in the amount Shouts of time. Shouts to Kenny. Shouts to Kenny. Uh, I know a lot more behind the scenes stuff when it comes to that. So I'm really meaning this is very good work from um from the rooter to the tutors when mm-hmm. y'all started to when y'all finished it. I knew all the iterations of the record, and True. I like where it landed and where mm-hmm. it ended up. Yeah, and Shasta, um, Shasta, the real late record, man. Shasta, the Rosenberg shit, because yeah, that's awesome. When this motherfucker, when we pulled up and I, we we traded a cheesesteak for a microphone, this dude's like, "Oh, you want to hear Rock Marcy on my shit?" I was like, "Sure." He played me that, and I was like, "Okay, my man's big time. You're big time." <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, "Oh, this motherfucker's gonna be big time," and he's like, "Oh, Kenny, Kenny's gonna be mixing his album." And I was like, when he talked me into hiring Kenny, Kenny was indeed doing a Rosenberg record. And then I heard a couple other joints and then there was like some potential crossovers and all that. Um, but when that record hit a couple weeks before mine, whatever, I was like, yo, this, this shit is crazy. Like just watching people's reaction to it. Yeah. And I was just happy for these dudes. I was like, cause getting to know Kenny, like I, you know, me and Barry have been friends for over 10 years, but I didn't know Kenny at all. And uh, just, you know, corresponding with him a lot and seeing how professional he was, how cool and cool he was. So seeing them hit with this Rosenberg shit, which is just a dope ass underground record, I was like, I was cheerleading these dudes. I was like, this is the coolest shit I've seen. You know what I mean? Like the same thing would happen with Castro when, you know, on the Haram record and, and Alchemist is shouting this motherfucker out. It's just like, I love that, man. Like I, I love watching all of us hit these places that, you know, last year, like, who the fuck know that was going to happen? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> right. August, 2020, the world's over. And it's like, Oh, Castro, you're going to be working with alchemist Barry. You're going to work with all your fucking heroes. How you like that? You know what I mean? Like I'm going to get my first like solo vinyl, which I've never had. It's just me. This shit is crazy. You know what I mean? So it's fun, man. And it's, and again, it's just, we're doing what we like and we all, we all trust each other. We don't fuck around. And the people like it, I mean, that's it. Shout out to everybody who's listening, copping the records. You know, Rock him shouting out Barry on fucking Instagram. That was crazy for second generation woo. Mm-hmm. Wow, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. That's fucking dope. Isn't that crazy? Oh, yeah, that's yeah, insane. <laughs> the most nuts thing is I had Cuban food with Styles P. <laughs> Cuban food with Styles P. Homeboy. That's, just, that's, a, that's an album title. And Fleet. Yeah. Alaska, you have and we uh... and we we talked about uh how Star Wars was saved in the edit together. We just like talked about like John Milush and like Francis Ford Coppola and just eating like Cuban sandwiches. Dude, Styles P 
Yeah, me and Styles P. He's amazing. That's that's incredible. <laughs> we could say like, Alaska. You have any final thoughts on the the, 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 the Vegas? Really thing? Proud of you guys for putting together an amazing record. Thanks, dude. Thanks, Alaska. Yeah. That means a lot, man. Glad, glad you guys would be on the piece. I, I really wanted. I love how Merv Griffin came together too because I was like, I want to call out culture song. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. you guys only. And uh you guys came through on to me like the just the hottest like rap beat on the album. Just despise the fuck. It's a fun beat to rhyme on. Yeah. Yeah. Like every yeah. everyone I know who is a serious rapper who's heard the album, they all say they're like, yo, that fucking beat is bonkers. Yes, right away, yeah. like immediately. So yeah. And it's also great to hear uh Scorsese. Yeah. Man. Like when I was listening to the record, I was like, ah. Like I kind of teared up a little bit when I was listening oh, to definitely. it. Definitely. Great verse yeah. with his. Yeah. Yo, he's yeah. I'm I still might have the other takes from him either like on the voice note texts or the emails. Yeah. But that was he 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 wrote and recorded four different verses for me. Yeah. That wow. No standard for him. And he, yeah. and he kept saying, and I kept being like, all right, I like this one thing. I was like, I was hitting him like Barry. I was like, all right, I like this. I want you to kind of deliver it like this. I'm thinking about this when I hear your voice on this beat. Like I made that beat in like 2007. You know what I mean? I, I found it going through my hard drive and I was like, yo, would you fuck with this? Because I had Castro on it first. And then when I sent it to him, I remember saying to Castro, I was like, originally it was just going to be a, like an interlude. It was going to be like, stay true. It was going to be one verse and then Castro do a hook. Then I remember saying to Castro, I was like, I was like, I, I think, I, I think Shell's like really needs to be on this. Like he needs to be on this album. And I think his, he needs to set this song. Like it can't just be a 90 second song with me and you. Mm-hmm. We got a bunch of million songs together. It should be me, you and Shell's, but like him kicking the fucking door open on this record. And you were like, yeah, of course. And then once I sent it to him again, like four different writings. And then that, that's the one that made the album. So, you know, he loved it. He heard it obviously before he passed and, uh, like again, it's, a, it's an honor to have him on my beat forever. The linen tie, but I ain't sleepy. Holding pain like a DVR in the TV. Wanna laugh at Martin? Play genius, get Gene and stocky bitch. Magazine called Queen Latifah. Yeah, it's living single. That's the final scene by Tarantino. The tech monologue for niggas. You common law married with death. You a boss when you let him live or steal his breath. Smother dreams with a flick of my wrist. Picture this. Ever since I chased dollars, been missing since. On the run, bay and hoes. Just a Pyrex, triple beam, and a working stove. I walk alone, I'm Batista post evolution. Causing heart attacks, the excellence of execution. So well equipped, my words got pigeons cooing. A sporty thief, jeans cost seven each. Diamond piece, size of elephant teeth. You niggas cheat, looking broke and disgusted. Provoke me, have a meeting with the musket. Drive by, revealing the suspect. That's the sucker move. I got more to lose. Plus, I like shoes. So, shout out to him and his family. Long with Scorsese. Yeah, man. Yes, always. All right. Um, let's close the shindig down. Yeah. Uh, Barry, thank you for blessing us with your presence. Thank you yeah. for the contributions to this record and leading my man because he's very much astray. So he has to be led from being astray. So thank you for yeah, leading yeah. him away from astray and you know um, for y'all to combine it to hit this uh, victory lap. What's up? You know, real quick, Appreciate it's funny you said about Barry, and I'm glad Barry came on the show. Um, my, my wife got a, a tarot card reading tonight and you know, she was asking her all about her life and her career and all these things going on. And the light, the lady said about me, she said, your husband has a problem because he does not like when people tell him what to do, but <laughs> he also reacts the best when people tell him what to do. <laughs> and I was like, 
I was like, fuck, you're right. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and then I took her tarot cards and made it my next album cover. And it's going to be called the, Stop. The, the Wallowing Night Meandering oh with the Cocaine Weaponry. And it's going to be four songs. <laughs> That's an EP. No drums. It's no, it's it's an album because I want to sell a 12 inch. So I'm gonna say it's a it's a it's a four song album um with a tarot card cover. There you go. (laughs) I will not be supporting. How about that? Uh anyway, shout out to Barry for telling me what to do. Thanks for listening. Hey, no um we, we have some recent announcements to make before we sign <laughs> off alaska you've heard you like fraser craig you like fraser craig yeah. um, it's the mic man it's got you got a lot of press sorry alaska sorry. first um human zoo dropping september 3rd Ooh. pre-sale august 20th um Ooh. thinking about trying to do something special for the patreon maybe like a little listening party or something um do that yeah, people so um, there'll be more details going. for that. Yeah, do it. Yeah. Oh. Um, so yeah, there's that. I spoke with uh, Ray. He's gonna start mixing the EP. I'm gonna fucking yeah. kill you if he mixes your shit before my whole album. Do it. Make him feel horrible. Last summer. Hey, I, I just reached it. out. I was like, hey, let's let's catch up on this. And, you yeah, know, we have talked about it. He's like, I'm gonna be on vacation. I'll mix it this week, and I'll get back Yeah. You fucking yeah, last. Look at you know, you know how many times I keep getting lapped by these look, look, quote, this producer guy, friends? Look, look at this unquote. guy, Alaska. Push this to the end. Don't bro. worry this about Zilla. Be all right. This shit is yeah, he got He got projects in the stash, Last, Don't worry about it. Be all right. Because I'm on that record. That's why I want to come out. I got two banging ass verses on that joke. Yeah, you do. And on mine, asshole. You're on my shit, too. God damn. You're on track, too. Peanut gallery. All right. Okay, you know, he, no, while, while we do this, you do it. You start an album with Ray West this weekend. He'll mix it next weekend. We'll put that one out first. Not mine. It's been sitting yeah, here. Yeah, like I don't have aborted projects. Well, mine's stuff. an EP, so it's probably <laughs> it's just easier songs. to mix an EP. Yeah. It's like Illmatic, right? It's nine songs. Yeah, it's exactly like Illmatic. It's actually, I just sent him a disc of Illmatic. I was like, mix this. It's an EP. First song's called uh, Genesis. Second song's yeah. called New York State of Mind. <laughs> Sounds familiar. I'm introducing this young rapper named AZ. He's going to set off the third song. <laughs> set it off. All right. We off the rails here. Vegas uh, Vic. Vegas Wrecking Vic. crew. Vinyl available. The digital is $1,000. Don't be a dipshit. Fucking buy the CD or the tape. Whatever you want. You're, Zilla, you are not good at subliminals. That's no, what spend he a, please spend $1,000 on yeah. the waves. Yo, the man, flax. if you could do it, do it, man. Oh, definitely you need them flax. If you have questions about it, you should definitely text or tweet Zilla Rocca, <laughs> even if he's already answered those questions Listen, for you. Privately, at love. Yeah. And Let's ask him, though. what does AAAF file stand for? He'll, he'll be, he'll, he'll sing your praises in our, in our thread, not text thread. Honestly, oh, though, sending someone the lossless file that comes directly at it spits directly out of kenny's computer should be worth a thousand dollars i i agree so put your money up Don't be <laughs> that's the asshole. nft that's the actual thing like right the actual way that's what yeah. it is it's done yeah dude yeah do some you know, sell it as a one of one this ain't a <laughs> yeah. we'll do an auction <laughs> so uh, sotheby's all right we out Yo, shout out to method man follow shout us on twitter Follow us. We have a YouTube channel. Follow us on Instagram. If you want to join the Patreon, 
uh, battalion that we got growing. Yeah, our, our Patreon subscribers had a little little discount when Vegas Vic dropped. It was only specific to va- Patreons. So, so exclusive you know, deals. You, you, you want you want the goodie bags? You want the goodie bags? You got put your hand in the mail slot. See no. what happens. Uh, stop sending me messages on Instagram about my beats. <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> There we go. And that's the perfect sign-off. Thank y'all, Call Out Cultists. Thank you, Barry. Thank you. Alaska, Zilla, I'm Curly Castro. We signing off. Go get the Vegas bit. Like, don't think we talking about it for the whole episode. Y'all ain't supposed to buy it. I'm just trying to find a way to stream it. Go buy it. Find find out what platform you you like and is adaptable to you and buy it. That's it. It's real simple. One, two. Buckle your fucking shoe, dickheads. (laughs) All right. Later, y'all. Peace. Peace.